The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple Eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, filled in for Glenn today, and we were uh, we were discussing this harassment thing. We're going to get into that here too, uh, but also the Jesus Campos situation. Hmm. Real, really weird, very strange. Uh, he was discovered to be a security guard who got shot and they they thought it was after the initial shooting of the 58 other people that he killed and the 500 some that he wounded and then it turned out that no uh he's a security guard who was shot before all the other shootings started uh initially they said that was six minutes before the shooting then they came out, uh, Mandalay Bay disputed that and said it was 40 seconds before the other shooting. So then everybody wanted to talk to Jesus Campos because he's, he's a hero who got shot in the leg and despite that went and got police, also helped clear the floor of other guests and try to get people to safety. So pretty amazing guy. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of TV stations were set up to interview him last week, uh, I think on Thursday, and he... He was. He went into a room, and they were waiting for him to come out, and he never did. He he left some other way, and disappeared for five days. Now he has turned up on the Ellen set, <laughs> and so uh, he talks here about healing and thanks first responders. Here's what he said: I'm doing better each day, um, slowly but surely, just uh, healing physically and mentally. I just want to mention all the people that assisted that night, uh, whether it was Metro, the FBI, uh, the community, especially coming uh, together to help everyone in need, uh, the first responders, um, even the people that got called in to assist in the hospitals. And just everything is puts pieces together on how everyone came together to help that night, even in the darkest hour. Mm. So... Uh a nice, a nice moment. I, I don't know if anybody asked him about not being registered as a security guard during this interview. The full interview, I guess, happens on Ellen today, and I think that airs in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Uh, he described what happened when he got to the area of the hotel where the shooter was, and here's what he had to say there. I approached the room, got into the door. Uh, There was a metal bracket holding the door in place. Right. So what we're talking about here, just so everybody is clear. Okay. So this is where the the hotel room was, where the shooter was. This is the stairway, and this door here was blocked. And you didn't know that until you came up through the elevator and went through this door and saw that there was something blocking that door. And, And when you saw that, did you think... That's weird. Why would somebody put brackets on a door? Yeah, that, that's just uh, out of the ordinary. It's that was the normal. beginning? Yeah. Okay. And then you walk out of this, and this just slammed? Um, well, when I was in between that area, I was calling uh, security dispatch to get transferred to engineering. Uh, they didn't know anything about it, so uh, they dispatched an engineer to uh, go uh, verify what that was. Um, that's when you got called? Yes. Okay. And at that time, I heard uh, what I assumed it was drilling sounds. And I, I believe that 
they were in the area working somehow. So you thought the drilling, it, they were gunshots, but you thought it was just drilling sounds. At first, uh, I think it was just drilling sounds. Right. So then at what point did you get shot? What happens here? Um, as that door is closing and it's so heavy, uh, it'll, it'll slam. I'm walking down this way, and I believe that's what um, caught uh, the shooter's attention. Um, as I was walking down, um, I heard rapid fire. And at first, I, I took cover. I felt the burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg up, and I saw the blood. That's when I called it in on my radio that shots have been fired. Uh, so, I, I mean, there he is describing what happened that night. He talks about his healing process a little bit. I don't know if they get into the other issues like the really strange things like, why aren't you registered in Nevada as a security guard? Are you a security guard? Are you not registered as a security guard because you're also not a citizen of the United States of America? Hmm? Is that a possibility? And why did you come on Ellen? Hmm. Ah. Producer Keith thinks he has a uh, a theory. Yeah, he I, has an answer to that. I, really, really. I, so I, I'm excited. It's not that great, but look. Okay, I'm not excited Whoa. anymore. Well, okay. Why, why, why even bother? Because I lowered the bar. It's not I, that great. Now you guys are going to be stunned. At I can tell you that he went on Ellen because he was the second shooter. <laughs> That's my belief, and he's going to admit it today. Yeah. Admit it Today's today, the yeah. day it comes okay, out. So has not been released. Yet. Jeffy's theory is he admits he's a second shooter. That's why he's on Ellen. Uh, my guess okay. is Keith's might be a little smarter than right. that. I don't Wait, know that smart is the word. Yeah, so so <laughs> I have been latching on to the illegal alien theory that you've posited uh, uh-huh. ever since you brought that up. Okay. So I think that he got spooked going on live TV with the, the five live TV hits. Yeah, they mm-hmm. mentioned. And he would be right in that, that spot. Yeah. Whereas now that he's pre-taped, he's 24 hours removed from that studio. No, he's that's already true. Somewhere, somewhere else now. Yeah. And so when this airs... Yeah, and he's she, already gone if he needs to be. So, plus, being on Ellen might inoculate does. him yeah, from deportation. Little, I believe that. I believe that. If, if he That's is possible. an illegal alien, yeah. and you're correct at that, yeah. uh, Pat, is that he needs that if, inoculation. And he needs the inoculation because Mandalay Bay. Ooh, yeah, Mandalay Bay's hiring illegal aliens. Yeah. For security. That's, right. That's a bad thing if that's true. You aren't lying. And we don't know that that's going on. No, we but do it, not. It definitely could be. I don't know. Now, who was it I that we know. talked to someone that there was a report in Vegas yesterday or the day before, at least sometime in the in the near past, where they talked about his particular social security number had multiple people on it. Yeah, somebody from Vegas called in on the, so, uh, uh, the previous show we were just on. And they said that a, a local television report right. is that he had uh, at least two two yes. people are registered to that security yes. uh, that social, social security, security number. Right, that's what it is. When did that so, come out? Before he that apparently bailed? is no, just that, that known in Vegas. Just, yeah, that was just a Vegas report. Yeah, and and nobody's you know we're not getting any decent information no, nationwide. So maybe just the, all the local stuff uh, is probably the where to, it's probably the way and to go right now. Right, they know more than we do. Yeah, they do. So either the local uh, TV channel websites and or the local newspaper websites, uh-huh. we're going to have the information that yeah. maybe you know maybe we don't know until a week from now, or two maybe weeks from now. yes, if then, who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. So uh, there's that interesting development. Uh, the Ellen thing is just so weird. It's just I, it's weird. I really don't understand. I mean, I just 
It doesn't feel like an Ellen thing, but you know, good for her. I mean, I, I got, yeah. I got nothing. I mean, okay. I mean, that's huge breaking news right there. Lying, it is. And so she's going to be a big part of the news cycle, uh, big time. And as far as uh, whether or not he comes forward as an, I mean, he doesn't. He sounds like he's been here a long time. Yeah, he does. So if he is illegal, he's probably a dreamer. You know, a child of illegal Im- immigrants who came. And going on Ellen puts you behind a big screen. Nobody's going to want to mess Lots with you Lots of then. sympathy. Yep. Yeah. Big time. This might have been a good move on his part. Yeah. Uh, interesting. But we still don't. And, and, you know, we got a call from a, a guy who was in law enforcement for 30 years. And he had all kinds of uh, things to say about the whether or not those are bump stocks, whether they're automatic weapons, you know, whether automatic weapons are had by a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I don't really care about all the technical gun stuff. I don't, I'm not a gun guy necessarily. I have a couple of guns. I'm a second amendment guy, uh, but I'm not a gun enthusiast. So, the real ins and outs of the trigger and the firing mechanisms yeah. and all the things you can do to modify them. I, I can't speak to all of that technically. And I, really, I don't know, gonna, and I don't really care right. if, to tell really, you the truth. Make, I don't care. We're going to make the bump stock illegal. And there's, you know, we have to be careful within that particular bill that we don't make yeah. a thousand other things illegal. And they will. Absolutely. Because they always they get will. this stuff wrong. They but always screw it up. If you think that... Because by making the bump stock illegal, that someone isn't going to say, well, you know what? If I use my shoelace, it's the same thing. Well, that and uh, mean, we've been told stop. multiple times that there's just firing mechanisms you do with your finger that that function the same way. If and you know how no to do way. it, you can do it. And on top of, and I don't even think, and some people, including uh, the guy that we had on uh, this morning on Glenn's radio show, uh, talked about seeming that he wasn't, our man in Vegas was not using a bump stock. There's no evidence of that in any of the pictures. And when yeah, he you said hear three, the of the audio, four, three of the four guns in the photo didn't have bump stock on And them. when the audio, the bullets are fired as an automatic weapon, not from a bump stock. I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're the, they're the same amount of time between the shots. They're fast. They're loud. Can it's, you not do that with bump stock? It, it, See, again, I don't know. It would be very. I really don't the, know. The pros say it would be very rare hmm. that that would happen with a bump stock. Okay, and I'm I again I you know look have I gone out shooting in the desert with the bump stock no so I don't know I just know that what Maybe the professionals you shut have up done. then yeah. you ever thought I've of been that? listening to the professionals <laughs> and some of the professionals agree with me that uh, the security guard is the second shooter you got that <laughs> I'm just saying Pat. that's all I'm saying okay <laughs> I think my theory that he's an illegal alien is somewhat more likely. <laughs> Just slightly more likely. You know, now, sure, after the fact, we yeah, know it is. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning. You're willing to go out on a limb there. You think you're in the beginning. I was cutting edge. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we got some great audio of Alex Jones today and <laughs> some interesting little tidbits about some of his supplements. Uh, so really? I'm very excited about that. Nice. That's coming up uh, shortly. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is something we first brought up on uh, on Glenn's radio show while we were filling in. But I really want to continue this discussion about what constitutes sexual yes, harassment because be nice. the Bob Weinstein accusations don't, no, as far as I'm close. concerned. Again, if you, if you missed it or uh, you, ha- you haven't heard this particular discussion yet, I really want to hear from people who 
um, have initially maybe said no to somebody who's trying to date them and then maybe eventually said yes and, and how maybe, did that turn out yeah and, you know you kind of you know if you there were we've heard from a few people this morning already that had that similar several. situation yeah several and you had to make yourself right they either didn't like you and then they realized well you know i guess he's okay they get to know you well bob weinstein maybe he thought that was the deal right uh, there's a female showrunner. I guess it's like a producer or a yeah. head writer uh, on the Weinstein company drama, The Mist, accused Bob Weinstein of sexual harassment. Now, Harvey is his brother. So if both brothers are doing Ooh. this, it's pretty bad. I mean, it it's is. bad anyway. And it, and right. And even though Bob is a good guy, uh, you know, now's the time. To, if you're going to this is what kind of frustrates me with this is that even though he's a good guy. And Harvey's such a dirtbag mm-hmm. that if you wanted to try to get something, now's the time. To now's do the it. time, and that's what the, that's what's yes. happening here. And this is ridiculous. Really, it sure is. Amanda Siegel, who was an executive producer, said Weinstein repeatedly made romantic overtures to her. So what? Stop it! Oh, come on. And he asked her. Get this. He asked her to join him for dinner. <laughs> what? He actually asked if she would have dinner with him together. Now, Together at a place where they serve food. Okay, but you're, you're not <laughs> even telling the whole Can you imagine such a thing? You're not even telling the whole story, Pat. You're... It happened more than okay, once. Okay, thank Now what? It now, now now tell me that's not harassment. Okay. Look, now tell me this guy shouldn't be hanged by the neck until dead. Thank if, you. If as the accuser, <laughs> if as the accuser, your lead is he made romantic overtures, not yeah. crude sexual comments or improper... Well, romantic overtures. Hey, and I really like word. you. Those I'd like to go out, right. I'd like to go out to dinner. Yeah. Would you like to join me for dinner? But here's what she says. Okay. Here we no go. should be enough. Well, mm-hmm. I guess it is for that time, but what if I ask you again? Maybe I think you're in a better mood. Maybe you like me more. Maybe I just want to... I think, maybe I think persistence will gotta, pay off. You know what? Maybe I think you need a sandwich. Maybe. Yes. Maybe you're looking a little too thin, and I need to fatten you up a little bit. She says, after no, anybody who has asked you out should just move on. Bob kept referring to me that he wanted to have a friendship. He didn't want to have a friendship. He wanted more than that. My hope is that no is enough from now on. I want to know. I want to hear from from women who have turned men down initially and then maybe said yes. Her name is Amanda Siegel. Amanda Siegel. S-E-G-E-L. Because to me, this is not sexual harassment. To me, this guy... Is being falsely accused here. He's being wrongly yes. accused. And we also, and we got, uh, I mean, this is something that's starting to become a, a I guess, kind of a regular thing. Because not long ago, and I'm going to have to, I'll find it. But not long ago, we did a story where the same, this same thing happened. Where someone else yeah. was accused of, of going beyond that first no for lunch. And it was just interpersonal relationships between a man yes. and a woman. That's all it was. And that's all this is. And it's it's silly that that he's even ha- even having to go through this, but now in this environment, what do you want to bet he loses his job too? Uh, well, um, they, I mean, they probably should shut that place down. They <laughs> should at least sell it to somebody. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and let, let's take down the at name plate right now. Sell it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I, I want to hear your stories on, or maybe you were, maybe you think it is sexual harassment. Uh, either way. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Meantime, Cosmo Hertz Kids is on a mission. Cosmo Hertz Kids founder is Victoria Hurst, and her family uh, is the Hurst family. 
Hearst Corporation publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, known as Cosmo. Now, it might seem kind of weird. It might seem like she's trying to shut down her own magazine. She's really not. She believes in freedom of speech, just like I do, and I'm sure you do. She just believes that pornography is harmful to children. Now, we've got Jeffy in here for this discussion, so we don't want to hear from him on this. Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign is... They're not trying to censor the magazine. They're not trying to put them out of business. Right. They just want the state's material, harmful to minor laws, applied to Cosmopolitan. That way you can't sell it to anybody under 18. Right? That's fair. Perfectly normal and, and reasonable. So if you'd like to learn more about the Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. She believes we, we just need to take a stand against pornography being sold to kids under 18, and so do I. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Returns. Ever heard the expression, she's playing hard to get? I, and that's an actual thing, right? Because sometimes, it is my theory, and per- correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, sometimes a woman just wants to know how interested you really are. Hmm. If I say no, will that be it? And you won't even try again? Are you, are you that disinterested? Or will you keep trying if I say no? I think that's the game that's played sometimes, I mean, right? I believe that. I believe it. I know you. <laughs> I know you believe it. I mean, I Please, believe that. If fact. there was any any phrase that needed not to be spoken, it was that one from you, right there. <laughs> no, but it is. Look, we're going to ruin years, interpersonal we, yes, relationships for years. We're we talked about. We talked about. Uh, uh, the interpersonal relations between a man and a woman, people mm-hmm. at work. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't even really need to be between a man and a woman. It could be between a, ma- a man and a man and a woman and a woman. It's the 21st uh, century yeah. after all. Right. Uh, but I mean, you know, if you were interested in, hey, mm-hmm. would you like to go out for a coffee? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was uh, uh, an ideal of going out and getting to know each other. Right. And, and yeah. seeing if you wanted to spend more time together. It wasn't. An ideal of, hey, want to go out for some coffee? You aren't on Tinder swiping right saying, yep, meet you in an hour. Maybe that's the only way you can do it now. I, I don't guess. Know. I, I maybe, don't know. Maybe you can't approach women in person anymore. Maybe that's just a thing that doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. I mean, we're wrecking it. We're, we're, we're screwing we up this society so badly. I know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Lori, hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. No, Hi. I just, you, you wanted a woman to call in and say that, yes, we do play hard to get. My husband pursued me for six months, and I kept saying no. Wow. And then he said, well, then he said, well I'll take you shooting. And I was like, well, yeah, I want to go shoot a gun. So let me <laughs> try this guy out. And so he took me shooting in a gravel pit in Flagstaff, and we've been married for 14 years. Oh, man, nothing, oh, nothing says love like a, like a gravel pit in Flagstaff. <laughs> I, man, I oh, my gosh, love that. I, I I thought I was going to get murdered, but it was so much fun. We drove down into the gravel pit. We shot up a car. It was great. So what, <laughs> why did you initially say no to him for so long? 
Um, I had actually come out of a really bad relationship, so it so was you were the whole, yeah, you were worried that you didn't want to get hurt. Yeah, and and it was just okay. And he was my husband's hot, and he <laughs> kind of looks like Mac Damon, but he's smarter. Uh-huh. So, so I was like, yeah, you're cute, but I'm just not ready. And then he's like. He said, I'll take you shooting. And I just, I had never shot a gun before. Wow. So right. that was the whole reason. I'm like, I, I'll, let's go shoot a gun. Nothing so. <laughs> more romantic than that. I know. No, no yeah. doubt. That's no great. Doubt. All right. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate I, it. I want to quote Lori here. Quote, mm. I thought I was going to get murdered, but it was so much fun. And that's a great first date right there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Doesn't get any better. <laughs> oh, man. Like you said, a gravel pit and in Flagstaff? shooting guns in Flagstaff. Are, oh, man. That's, that Love. screams that's romance. It sure does. Lean in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how are hey. you guys? Doing good. Good. Um, you wanted a woman's opinion. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than having a man want you to chase you. Right. And in yeah. the sales industry, the only answer that's permanent is yes. If I say <laughs> maybe or I say no, I can always change my mind. I Exactly. Amen, Amen to that. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. So I... You want that ruined? Really? Well, that's what they're trying. Obviously, that's what they're trying to do. It, it definitely could be. Attempting. This, uh, like I've said several times, this is a fire that is burning out of control through Hollywood, but it's spreading. Sure is. The winds are blowing it out of Hollywood, and it's it's consuming other areas, too. And, uh, and some areas don't necessarily need it. Right. Right. We need to put this blaze out before it consumes yeah, yeah. every relationship outside <laughs> of... You know, marriages today because there'll be no more marriages. Uh, let's go to Julie in Tennessee. Hi, Julie. You're on the blaze. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, oh, and hi, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> How hey. you doing? I'm fine. Um, I went to, to per- make a purchase, uh, and I met this guy, and he had a lot of nerve. He asked me out, and I was really. Oh, no. Yeah, I know it was horrible. Oh no. And actually, he was very brave. I went into a gun shop, and he was an employee. Another love gun story. Wow. I know. Wow. He, and, and actually, I thought he was a goober or a serial killer. <laughs> I wasn't sure. And he gave me his number, and it was we, he took me to the range. Uh-huh. He ended up buying the gun that I had put on layaway, and we've been married seven years. How nice. That's Did he nice. turn out yeah. to be a goober or a cereal killer? Which was well, he? He eats a lot of cereal. So uh-huh. I guess he's, yeah, so he eats cereal. He <laughs> kills the boxes. Not a and, wah, wah, wah. and he uh, is a bit of a goober, but yeah. a good goober. All right. And, well, that's great. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. Aww. That's cute. Another nice story. I mean, one after I another. Know. Another nice story with about guns and possible serial guns killers falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> Your and audience s- is sick, man. And saying no and playing hard to get right because it really is a thing. Yes, it is. And maybe Bob Weinstein thought it was a thing, mm. and he kept asking her out. And now, now he's going to lose his company over it. I bet you anything mm. they get him out of there. Uh, it's really a shame. Lisa sure. in Alabama, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. Oh, bad question. I wasn't supposed to ask that. Right? You get tired of that. Yeah, that's all right. Go um, ahead. I, ha- I have a I have a, a dating story. Um, mm. Years back, I, there was a man that asked me out, mm-hmm. and I said no. He asked me out more than once. And since I wasn't rich enough for an attorney to call and tell him no, well, I hope you I at least—I hope you at least no, called what? the police. Yeah, did you call the police? Oh. 
This man has asked me out twice. Well, (laughs) did you suspect him of murder? Um, I wasn't as suspicious then as I am now. How long did it take to you to say yes? How long did it take? About three months. Wow. About as long as Bob Weinstein pursued this woman. Okay. There you go. And then what was the outcome? Did you like him? Oh, yeah. We've been married for 26 years. There you go. Wow. There you go. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Lisa. It happens over and over and over and over. We've heard it multiple times today. 888-933-93 with your story. Man or a woman, we'd we'd like to hear. Because is this going to ruin things for for guys trying to ask out girls they're interested in? I think it could. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, coming up a little later on, that's some Alex Jones uh, 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 fun. We've got Alex Jones fun on the way. <laughs> it's like catnip to Pat. This is so great. <laughs> it's so great. You know his supplements are fantastic, and we're going to find out just how fantastic they are. Plus, I guess he's freaked out over drag queens reading to children. Now, I don't know if he's got a point there. We'll look into it. <laughs> we'll look into it. He may. Uh, he may have a point there uh, on that particular thing. Uh, whether or not globalists, globalists are involved, we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, Vince in Texas, we've been talking about this uh, situation with Bob Weinstein, Harvey's brother. Now, Harvey obviously has done things that are despicable, horrific, illegal. I mean, rape is not legal. I think we're all aware of that. His brother, up until now, hasn't been accused of of those types of things. But right now, he's being accused of sexual harassment because he asked a woman out who works with him uh, on more than one occasion. You can't ask a woman out to dinner multiple times? Come on. Uh, Vince in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, The last girl I asked out said no to me at least six times before she said yes and that was 15 years ago and three kids so uh, it's definitely a thing it is a thing uh did she say why uh she said no so many times you're too young i was too young she was she was a senior and i was a freshman oh okay in college or high school high school wow congratulations vince Uh, thank you thank you i appreciate it so how long did you hang with that then how long did you? When did when did you finally say yes? Which were you still? It, it took it took probably two or three months before she finally said yes. Okay, but so you were still a freshman and she was a senior. Oh yeah! yeah. Wow, that's a good get. I mean, your friends must have been impressed. But absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, thanks, Vince. Uh, Steven in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. My hey. Uh, 
my wife and I have been together for 24 years, and we met in high school whenever she needed a ride home one day. And uh, on the ride home, I told her, I said, look, I'm not interested in any kind of relationship. I'm just giving you a ride home. And she's like, well, if you were, I'd be interested. And I said, well, I'm not. And so she pursued me, you know, I don't know how, for how long, I can't I remember, but I, I constantly was telling her, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> and finally I relented. I was like, okay, fine. I'll just go out with this girl so that she'll dump me and leave me alone and yeah, move just on. to shut him up. Right. I know what you're going right. through. <laughs> I know what you're going through, man. So now we've been together for 24 years and six kids. So. Uh, what Now, initially, why why did you turn her down so many times? I just wasn't interested in it. You know, I was in high school. I was just more interested in just, you know, doing my own thing and not being, you know, tied down to a girl. Okay. Wow. And then you just had such a great time with her when you finally did go out that uh, it 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 went from there. She, she never gave up on me. I figured she'd just dump me after a while, but she she hung in there. That's great. Huh. All right. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. And once they start coming out, oh, it's you, a man. burden, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, just tell us about it, right. uh, Jeffy. What you know well, when the women listen. just won't leave you alone? It's uh, a. It's frustrating. It's hellish. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Once you get over the suffering of it, yeah. you realize that okay, look, okay, look, I'll I'll give look, you a little we're treat. Gonna, we're gonna I'll let you. We'll be I'll together for a little have, bit. Uh huh. We'll Jeffy. move on. Okay? Jeffy, how does it feel to be objectified, Jeffy? Right. How does it Thank feel, you. man? It doesn't feel well at all. Gosh, no. man, I'm sorry to hear that. Dude. I didn't know you were going through that all the time. Well, I don't. Not all the time. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you do go through it regularly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, sorry mm-hmm. to hear that, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, sure. Well, they just keep, they keep I asking. Know they, they just, keep I asking. Know. I know that. I'm sure it's relentless. I'm sure it's relentless. <laughs> I mean, look at him. I mean, how many times can you say no? How many times can you say no before it? At okay. least one more time. Yeah. Do you ever say no? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 9393 Valerie in Kansas. You're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Uh-huh. Hey, I was just going to give the other side of this. So, okay. Um, so maybe 10 or 15 years ago, here I was a young female engineer in a, in a male-dominated uh, office space. So, and most of these guys were my friends, you know, single, married guys, whatever, you know, we worked together. Well, there were also, you know, some kind of rougher mechanics that, you know, were, were working in the area. And, you know, there would be some 40-something-year-olds, you know, I don't know, maybe Jeffy-ish that I would know anyone in the room. Enough said. That explains a lot right there. (laughs) So picture yourself, you know, a 25-year-old, you know, Mm co-engineer and somebody like Jeffy is standing outside your cube. I I mean, you'd call the National Guard. I'd be calling the National Guard. (laughs) Or, you know, it might happen over email or whatever. So I'd respond and I'd say very politely, very clearly, thank you, no thank you. Um, and print that email and toss it into a file in my desk. So some of my other coworkers smart, got wind uh, of this. Got wind of this file, and so they'd tease me about it. And they'd be like, "Am I in the file?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, you're only in the file if you deserve it." But you know, there there's a reason to you know kind of document those things because oh, yeah. you can get out of hand. So. Yeah. And did it ever with you? Did they did they get obnoxious? Did they get uh, harassing? No, because I was always pretty direct, you know? Yeah. No, they just didn't hire Jeffy, so she got lucky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Valerie. Yeah, I'm sure there is reason for documentation, like in that case. Uh, That's a smart thing to do. One thing you never do is ask if you're on the list. 
Oof. <laughs> you never want to know the answer. You do not ask. I, I know you don't straight. want to know no, that answer. You do not ask that <laughs> I know question. that for a fact. Okay, because you right. don't want to remind people that it's possible that you're still on the list. You just let Because it, it might start go. her thinking, well, yeah, maybe he should be on the list. If you're not. Yeah. And if you exactly. are, then she rem- oh, yeah, you are. I got to move him up. Never ask <laughs> if you're on the list. <laughs> uh, Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, good afternoon, gents. Hey. My story is actually kind of the opposite. Um, I went and met my wife, started a stone-cold conversation at a clothing store because I'd been divorced for about five years. I think I don't have time to wait. The worst thing she could do is just say no and walk away. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm in an old Navy, and so I just go up to her and I said, excuse me, um, I hope you don't think this is odd or forward, but I'm looking for something for my daughter, and I have no clue how do you translate the kid size to the young adults and, and, you know, you know, medium versus six. And, so you lied to and her. She, she, no, this is the actual truth. I was there looking for stuff for my daughter who stays with me on every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And so she, well, how tall is you? How big your daughter? I t- did the horizontal hand to show height. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you'll probably be good with the medium. So, okay, great. Thanks. And she goes off. I go out and then we bump into each other two minutes later and said, Hey, you know, um, you might think this is forward, but, um, what are you doing right now? He said, nothing. He's like, well, would you feel like grabbing a drink? Because Toby Keith is right across the way at uh, Patriot Place uh, next to Gillette. And he said, okay. And so we went and had a glass of wine and just chit-chatted the normal small talk. And then um, it was getting wrapped up. I said, you might think this is forward, but here's my business card. And so you've been really nice. Maybe you've just been polite. But if you feel like having a chat again, great. You can contact me. I'm not looking for your number. And if you don't want to contact me, throw it away, and and, and you just had a that's you know, a good safe way to wine. approach that. That's yeah, that's a good uh, idea. Yeah. And, and so uh, and she, she called. called? Yeah, she, call, she called me the next day, and uh, fast forward, I uh, um, proposed on Christmas morning in front of the tree. Nice. Um, and we're getting re- sweet. You know, we're we're both getting remarried. <laughs> that's and great. Just because I had the giblets just to walk up there. Because what's the yeah. worst thing that could happen? They could say no. no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so what? I think that's an old way of thinking, though, right? I mean, what's Thanks, the Mark. thing? Thanks, Mark. But the uh, the old way of thinking and what we're talking about is what's the worst can happen? They say no. Well, now. In you, today's yeah, world, yeah. what's the worst can happen? Uh, they the say police. no, and I'll sue you. Yeah. And you might get triggered, too. Right. Yeah, there's, a lot, mean, there's a lot of things that could it's happen unbelievable. now. Unbelievable. It's crazy. You might get hit with mace just for being approached. Well, I, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, have that Sam in Oklahoma. Hi, you're on the blaze. Yeah, a long-time listener. Yeah, I've been listening since uh, Jeffy was a baby, so that's a wow, long time. Wow, that is a long time. Uh, that's a long time. Yeah. Mar- Marconi. Yeah. I sure hate to bring everybody down with a bad story, but, uh, you know, that stuff, uh, even 20 years ago, uh, this lady was comp- complaining at work. You know, worked in a hospital setting, you know, a lot of female staff. And uh, she was complaining about her uh, boyfriend didn't really like to go do things like play pool, stuff like that. And uh, I said, well, you know, uh, if you want, you know, we can go play pool or something, you know, some evening and uh, I'll show you, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, that was about the end of the the deal, you know, never said really nothing else about it. Well, probably about a week goes by and uh, I get... uh, uh, summoned by the uh, head nurse uh, to come to the main office, Uh-oh. and uh, I'm being accused of uh, a sexual harassment oh on the job. Gosh. Good heavens! For asking her to go play pool once? Yes, and uh, there was I could 
after I got to looking back at this, wow. I could see why this happened because uh, I could see that our jealousy of, of you know, some of my, you know, uh, ability to be able to take uh, control of the situation when she was inept. But uh, anyway, when I went before the uh, the uh, head nurse and the administrator, sorry to say, both of them were female. And uh, mm. talk about reverse discrimination on the uh, sexual level. I was given the the chance the or the the choice of either resigning or signing a document admitting my guilt and uh, a con- some consequences to follow, which I did not even uh, fi- find out what those were because I was not about to sign that document. Right. Good. So anyway, to make a long story short, I lost my job. Oh, there. Man. Uh, wow. And uh, and that was yeah. 20, 20 years ago, Sam? That, that's been 20 years ago. Have wow. you ever played and, pool and, since? You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes this pendulum swings uh, back and forth like terrible during the uh, O.J. Simpson thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, when that was going on, uh, my goodness, if you called for a, dom- a domestic disturbance, I had a girlfriend and, and she <laughs> she hit me with a stapler. At my house, she, she left the house, was was walking down the street. The police officers pulled over and, and uh, asked her what the problem was. They came back to my house and arrested me for assault and battery. Uh, <laughs> immediately when I had not done anything, you know. So uh, situations like these, uh, you know. Uh, the OJ thing, you know, uh, or or this Weinstein thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can make the uh, pendulum call. swing. Yes, it can. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. People yeah. get cl- cl- crazy about yeah. uh, that sort of stuff. Appreciate the call. Anyway. Thanks, Sam. I, sorry be... that happened to you. That's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if really that's all that happened, you asked her right. to play pool, and, and then that was it, right? Because as he said. He believed mm-hmm. that she was jealous of his yeah, ability at work rather than yeah. hers, right? right. Mm-hmm. So it's all subjective. Now, if she kind of likes him and she says no, and he says, well, a week from now, you know, let's, I know I, you said no, but let's go play some pool. She said, you know, that's that hard to get thing, right? Mm-hmm. But because she doesn't like him, it's sexual harassment. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's crazy. It's it it's is crazy. It's very bad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, we all know that uh, big government can be problematic. Uh, in fact, it's at the root of most of America's problems. But big mobile, as in your cell phone company, are contributing to that. They take a portion of the proceeds that you pay them with your bill every month, and then they give it to places like uh, Planned Parenthood. They advocate for sanctuary cities and gun control. Somebody should do something. Uh, somebody, somebody should do something, Pat. Fortunately, Jeffy, somebody did. Patriot really? Mobile. Great people Patriot? at Patriot Mobile. They, uh, they're they the only conservative cell phone company in America where a portion of your Patriot Mobile bill, up to 5%, goes directly to fund traditional family values, religious freedom, and help find opportunities for American uh, American citizens. It's probably, it's probably really expensive. It's actually, well, you tell me. You get the same nationwide coverage, and right now, unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month. Yeah, but what is it? Five or six thousand dollars a phone? Mm. <laughs> no, actually, no, it isn't. Call him and get all the details on this offer. It's one eight hundred a patriot, 
Or you can check out the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat or 1-800-APATRIOT. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Talking about this uh, really questionable sexual harassment case with Harvey Weinstein's brother, Bob Weinstein. Uh, Supposedly, he's had some issues in the past with anger, which he says he's overcome. But I, I don't remember anybody ever alleging sexual harassment with him before but uh this producer is apparently alleging it now and really it it boils down to he asked her out to dinner more than once that is to me that's not sexual harassment unless you're asking her to go to dinner naked then that's my you might be onto something there <laughs> well i mean there maybe you know there's you know. restaurants where you have to I don't know of any. I actually don't know of any. It's probably some health issues involved with naked restaurants, (laughs) I would guess. (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, the wheels are turning for Jeffy. This is a business model all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they Some have possibilities. Them. They have them. And yet, no. No. They do? I don't think they do. Uh, but we've heard all no day. Shoes, no no we've heard all day from, from women and men who have uh, said no in the beginning. They've gone through the process. Go through the process. Now they've been married for 20 plus years. Yes. You know, there's a lot of that. And you know it's happened over and over and over again. Some women like to see that you're persistent. Some women like to see that you're really interested. If they tell you no once or twice, will you will you continue to pursue them? And we heard from one uh, one guy that said that he was kind of a jerk uh, when he first met his wife. Yeah, and, and so she said uh, no at she first. She said no, and mm-hmm. then he realized, well, maybe I was a jerk and got better and went into some... Uh, some public settings with her, with other people, and she started to realize that, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? He's not that much of a jerk. And maybe Bob Weinstein thought he would grow on this woman. And uh, so you keep trying. She eventually got a lawyer or somebody within the company to say stop or she's going to quit and, and sue you or whatever. I mean, it's just silly. It's just silly. Deanna in Colorado, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, I'm a brand new listener. Well, welcome. Thank you. Well, I mean, we all know how many marriages have started with an unrelenting suitor, um, but I just think this scenario totally changes when it's work-related, especially when it's someone in a supervisor role, whether it's male or female. I mean, in the back Mm -hmm. of your mind, you've got to be wondering, how long can I say no before it will affect my performance reviews every year, before I'm passed over for a promotion? I mean, you know... Yeah, I can see those kinds of thoughts yeah. entering into it. Has that happened to you in the workplace? No, I got married young. I've been wearing a wedding ring since I was 18, almost 35 years. So never happened to me, but I've talked to women that, that feel that way. Yeah. I mean, it does happen. Whether, yeah. and whether that's a man or woman or two men, two women, I mean, I don't think it matters anymore. 
I mean, you're going to feel a little bit pressured. Yeah, if they're just a coworker and they don't have any position of power, it might be different. But if they're a supervisor, they're your boss, yeah, I could see that entering into it. Thanks for the call, Deanna. Uh, and Bob Weinstein is the boss there. Right. So and, that's, and listen, that's maybe she's make, on to something. Make no mistake, that's what Harvey used as some of his leverage. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so I'll help your career. Yeah, I'll get you parts. You can work for me. And then if not, if you're not going to get together with me, then no, forget about it. Yeah. yeah. And he obviously used that leverage sure repeatedly. Uh, Kim in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey. So I have to admit, I do not like um, being asked out more than once or twice. I think it makes the man seem a little desperate. And I want a confident <laughs> man, not a desperate man. Really? So, but there's times, yeah. Okay, there's but if you don't, if, you're just not. If I ask you out, to them. So right. it doesn't go to their interest level. You don't think? I mean, like they're just really interested in you, and they want to try well, again. It's it's a two way street. I mean, they can be interested in me, but what if I'm not interested in and, them? And it goes back. That's right. what I was saying. Right. It yeah. goes back to perspective. Right. If you don't, if yeah. you have nothing to do with it, then you're going to say at, at some point. It is the responsibility of the guy to understand that if you were to say, no, and I mean it, no, then he has to realize <laughs> well, that it's time right, to stop. because mm-hmm. it's hard to sound. Like, I remember back in my college days that um, I had kind of this creeper guy ask me out more than once. And it was hard to say no because you kind of feel bad because you know the courage it takes. But when you're not interested, you're not interested. <laughs> You yeah. know, and so when yeah. he asked me out again, I'm like, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Go away. My name's not no, Pete, first right. of all. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you said you like a confident man, though. Maybe he's just so confident he can't believe that you uh, don't want to go out with him. Right. Uh-huh. There's other uh-huh. ways to show confidence than to sit there and beg a woman to go out with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Kim. Uh, tough room. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> what? Don in Tennessee, welcome to the blaze. Hey, hey, good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about my uh my wife to that is now. Um I started uh I met her at my uh parents' wedding, believe it or not. No. Oh. And uh <laughs> she was working in the kitchen in the restaurant that they had their reception at and uh I kinda got to meet her and uh, then I got to know her and then we became friends. And uh after a couple three years of that, um I started asking her out. And uh, she turned me down, and I wrote her letters, and she turned me down. And I asked her again, she turned me down. Wow. And then, uh, <laughs> this is over a course of a couple of years, and I asked her, why won't you go out with me? She goes, well, you're my best friend, and I don't want to lose that. So oh. I want to keep you as my friend. And, and you I said, still didn't okay. go for it. No, she didn't. <laughs> and lo and behold, uh, she uh, ended up uh, about a year or so later moving in with me. And I asked her, I said, are we going out? I said, she said, no, we're not going out. What? I said, oh, okay. That year, I ended up deciding to uh, buy her a Christmas present. And what I bought her was an engagement ring. And when she opened it up, her mouth jaw dropped. And I said, well, and she goes, yes. So wow. that happened about 30... 30- she married me, and we're still best friends, and that was about 35 years ago. 
Holy cow, 35. Nice. That's, congratulations. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So she moved and in with you as friends? You were just friends then? Friend. Platonic. It's platonic. Huh? Yeah, it was uh-huh. a little confusing for me. Yeah, I'd say that's a lot confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you live with me, that's changed the dynamic a little bit. <laughs> as well, that was friends. really changing, but she still refused to be my girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad that worked out. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. I mean, then there's some serious persistence. No doubt. Four years? Wow. She kept saying no and then moved in. (laughs) Right. It's really weird. (laughs) Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some Alex Jones information coming up here in a few minutes. Very exciting. Good. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Wow. Is it possible that uh, Alex Jones was right about something? Wait, what? Uh, He's, people are, I guess, making fun of him for freaking out that drag queens read children's books to children at libraries. Now, he claims it's part of the globalist war on straight people. I, you know, I I don't, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really, I don't have much of an opinion on the globalist war against straight people. No, he has a particular name that he calls the movement, and I can't recall it right now off the top of my head because I hadn't heard it before. Oh, really? Uh, the Yeah, the globalist. Uh, I think, he, he, what, does he say it in that yes. in that rant? We were yeah. just, okay, here's here's what he said. They do in the U.S. with tranny time, tranny where men time. dressed up like demons, uh, you know, in clown makeup, mm-hmm. literal clown makeup, some of these trannies. Okay, so he's he's talking about one particular instance. Do we have the do we have the photo of this? Because it's really hard to believe the drag queen that they invited to read to children at the Michelle Obama Neighborhood Library. <laughs> they they invited uh, this person who is a drag queen wearing five red tipped demon like horns. Mm. And she read to the, he or she, I don't know which they want to be called, read to the children on Saturday as part of the LGBTQ History Month. Okay, that's why. So it's LGBTQ oh, History well, there you Month. Go. Yeah, all right. So they're inviting people from the LGBTQIA plus community. Whoa, 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 whoa. You added something there. What now? Uh, well, I'm just going by what oh. the drag queen wrote. Uh tweeted out afterwards i got to read to the children today and it was one of the best experiences i've been given as a drag queen nice okay it's so important to have representation and normalize all the letters in lgbtqia plus oh, we've added a plus in everyday lives e- okay yeah we've added something else yeah lgbtqia plus. plus i think that's i think i'm responsible for that because i want it to be uh hoa 
added to that. Oh, that's right. So and now was, HOA equals is just plus. Right. That was uh, um, hetero, hetero obese, right? Plus. Hetero obese. Okay. What was the A I for? Don't I don't either. Oh, that was. <laughs> uh, we should have written that down. It's such a strong movement. Yeah, I don't remember asexual. what it was. Asexual. Asexual, right? <laughs> asexual? I don't know. Okay. The A in no, QIA is asexual. I think it was just HO. Okay, yeah, it I was, was HO. Right. Hetero, hetero overweight. Right. Athletically obese. overweight. <laughs> but why, why are these parents okay with this guy with horns poking out of his head yeah, we, in a dress, we, in clown face? Reading to children. It's just, what is the purpose of that? Why are you having drag queens come and read to children? That is bizarre. And this person looks, look at that. I mean, that that's frightening. That sure is. Very and you got you got some adult sitting there, apparently with his one of his kids or more, and just participating. Totally yeah, fine. This is a person with demon horns reading to my kids. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Does it, it doesn't <laughs> really say, good. Does it say what they were actually reading to celebrate this month? Uh, I, I, does, I don't know. what he was reading. I don't know. Well, that's a good question. You got to believe it's something that has to do with the LGBTQIA plus community. You know and and you know that, that this individual's name is Zochi Mochi. That, that's his... Her, they, their name. Zochi Mochi yeah. is the name? Yeah, it's in the story there. X-O-C-H-I. M-O-C-H-I. Didn't actually get to that part. Wow. But uh, Alex was pretty fired up about this. and uh, Look like uh, Pennywise. With, with come good in reason. and terrorize the children. It is truly disgusting. And now California is the first to allow gender-neutral birth certificates so we can abuse and children more and tell them they're not a boy or a girl. Because now true. being a boy or girl... That hurts someone else's feelings that might not be a boy or girl. So call yourselves purple penguins in school, not boys and girls, because somebody else might be offended. Mm -hmm. And this individual, uh, what is his name? Uh, His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Monroe Bergdork. I'm not kidding. On screen, the tranny demon uh, speaking to the kindergarten children (laughs) as well. I mean, that is even more horrifying. But see, if you can, and by the way, it's not just this one case. In Japan, uh, in Germany, in in the UK, in the US, we have footage at children's times all over the country at public schools where huge obese men Mm -hmm. who look scarier than John Wayne Gacy in demon outfits Mm -hmm. with horns come and say, I'm a tranny, so it's okay if a man with tattoos all over him creepily talks to your children. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'm sorry. I have not seen the I'm men, sorry. the big obese men creepily doing either. that. I, I've missed this trend, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's pretty frightening. It's um, not as frightening as some of his other problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, he's... He's uncovered some amazing stuff like this. I know that there are fetal <clears throat> tissues in a lot of the medical treatments, in the vaccines, right, and they are in a lot of the cosmetics. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. This- <laughs> <laughs> That's confirmed. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Don't even bother okay. looking this up. It's confirmed already. We know Pepsi's involved with companies that do use the fetal parts, and we do know that it's right. been tested in, in, in flavor enhancement. <laughs> Well, he was groping for a so, word there, wasn't he? Flavor. So, uh, uh, enhancement. Pepsi is allegedly using 
the babies. Um, Alex didn't say allegedly. No, he. Yes, Pepsi is using babies. to flavor their Pepsi. You know this? It's confirmed, man. It's confirmed. Okay, nothing more delicious than eating your own dad. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) wow, that's Uh, that's amazing. That's confirmed. That is confirmed. That's confirmed. So was this at one point. In issuing the statement, we are not admitting that Mr. Alifanis or his restaurants have any legal claim. Mm -hmm. We do not believe they do. But we are issuing this statement because we believe it's the right thing to do. This is when he had to to apologize for uh, publicizing the Pizzagate thing, which was just ludicrous. And any cursory investigation of that turned up the fact that it was absolute BS from day one. If you even looked at the case, it was ludicrous from day one. So they got after him and threatened to sue him, and he had to backtrack. It will be no surprise to you that we will fight for children across America. But the Pizzagate narrative, as least as concerning Mr. Alifanis and Comet Ping Pong, mm-hmm. we have subsequently determined was based upon what we now believe was an incorrect narrative. Oh, wow. Well, that's <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> that's confirmed that's as confirmed. well. <laughs> this, was a, this is a place, the Ping Pong Pizza Place, is, is a restaurant that was featured on Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Well, they're in on the conspiracy path. Of course you know they this, are. Right? The Food Network oh, is part of the right. CIA. Uh, I think we Clearly. all know that. Clearly, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. They, they and Popular Mechanics are both arms of the Central Intelligence Agency. We've also found out incredible truths like this that you won't hear anywhere else. Small amounts of sedatives. It, it, it's known that most presidents end up getting drugged. It's, it's known. <laughs> this is confirmed. Is. This is confirmed. confirmed. It's, it's known that most presidents end up getting uh, uh, drugged. Like you just knew that, right? James I mean, Monroe, it's known. Man. James it's Monroe known. was always don't, high. Don't don't make me explain this. Uh, <laughs> please tell me you know that. <laughs> Small doses of of, of uh, sedatives uh-huh. till they build it up. Yeah, Trump's right. such a bull. Mm-hmm. He he hasn't uh, fully understood it yet. But I've right. talked to people. He's talked to people. Multiple ones that Multiple. they believe that they are putting a slow sedative slow. that they're building up. Yeah. That's also addictive in his Diet Cokes okay. and in his iced tea. And that the president by six or seven at night is basically <laughs> slurring his words like he and is, is drugged. <laughs> now, first they had to isolate him to do that. But yes, ladies right. and gentlemen, I've talked to people that talk Let's to talk the to president people. now we'll at night at night. Yeah. He is slurring his words. Slurring his words. Uh-oh. So, talk to people. And I'm going to leave it at that. I've talked to folks that have talked to him directly. Okay. Directly. Okay. Okay. So okay. Most presidents Pretty hopped up on drugs. Talk to people who have... Who have talked to him. Talked to at 9 o'clock at night. And he's slurring his words. And they've talked to people that assure him... Yes. That they've talked to people that know this is going on. Directly. This is confirmed. Okay. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. And I'm coming. Okay. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. Yeah. Okay. I like to eat. He likes to eat. I like to have children. That's clear. That's confirmed. I'm here. 
I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. No. This is what everybody was like before us. No. This is what I am. No. I'm a throwback. I'm here. Uh. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And humans are turning on everywhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Humans are turning on everywhere. <laughs> that's confirmed. No. That's confirmed. Oh, there's there's wow. some other stuff that's confirmed that's <laughs> even more frightening than this. To feel what the children are feeling. Oh, boy. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Folks, we got we to gotta get good people to stand up against these people. Probably shouldn't even have done this radio show today. Or any Because day. I have this disgusted cover. For how I just hate the globalists, but it's more than that. It's more than the globalists. And I, and I just get <laughs> flippant and angry, but it's because deep down, folks, I can see what they're doing. You and I, I, we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to stop these globalists. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the men in this Where country? Are Where the are men? the men in this world? That's what, what I the wonder. Hell have we Where become? are the we just offer our children up to the system with the fluoride and the water and the GMO hurting them. And, and we let fat perverts fat grab perverts them at the airport to the train airport them for the pedophile government. The pedophile government. And we've just got such a sick society. Yeah. I have to ask, where are the men? Where are the men? He is a- need a man. <laughs> Have they all been killed by the fluoride and the water? The GMOs. You know, he's always bringing up fat men, too. What's his hang up on fat men? Very strange stuff. Uh, really strange. But he might be onto something on the drag queen with horns <laughs> reading to children at libraries. Common ground. Holy cow. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Uh, the founder Victoria Hurst is part of the Hurst family. The Hurst Corporation actually publishes Cosmo uh, Cosmopolitan magazine, and it's known as Cosmo. Now she believes Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to children. So she's not trying to censor it. She's not trying to change the magazine. She's not trying to drive them out of business. The goal is. To have the state's material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan magazine so it can't be sold to anybody under 18. Pretty reasonable. Um, and if you believe it's reasonable and if you believe this is important, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. Learn how to get involved in this. We all believe in free speech. Uh, so she's not trying to censor them. Doesn't want to put them out of business. She just thinks we all need to take a stand against pornography. So do I. And it it needs to be kept out of the hands of kids under 18. So if you'd like to join that movement, go to uh, go visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-933-93. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Alex has another problem. 
Oh, boy. Besides not knowing where the men are. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, no. Uh, you know, uh, he sells these supplements uh, that oh, yeah. uh, he likes to show off. And he tears his shirt off half the time so that he could show you how well they're working for him. It'd scare me. Which is not them. that well, frankly. Um, but unfortunately, uh, his his caveman true paleo formula. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, two of those supplements were recently found to contain high levels of lead in them. Say it ain't so. Besides the Neanderthal pre-human drink powder, another supplement called MycoZX advertised <laughs> as potent herbs and enzymes used for detoxification of yeast and other undesirable fungal organisms. <laughs> That's what wow. I'm always, I'm always trying to purge those out of my system. I don't know about you, uh, Jeffy, because I know you've got yeast and who knows what all. some other fungal, fungal issues. In, in yeah. Organisms no all over the place. Help that. Uh, was determined to have high levels of lead, according to an independent testing by the Watchdog, watchdog Group Center for Environmental Health. Wow. Uh, people pay a lot of money for they this sure stuff. They do. A lot of money. I mean, like, that's where he makes his money. Triple their suggested retail value in, in I some mean, good cases. for him. I mean, his, his, you know, I mean mm-hmm. his business plan is to you know, live off the, the land of what he sells. And it's... Kind of working for him. Yeah. I mean, he's making a lot of money. But it's not going to work for him if he's making uh, no, inferior he's, products, right? Caveman mm. True Paleo is supposed to relieve muscle soreness, improve bone strength. Doesn't have additives. Well, other than lead. No, <laughs> I'll take the unleaded formula. Other than please. lead, uh, don't worry about that. No, though I'm sure that's, look, that's in there. You know, don't charge makes, extra for that. Makes your body harder when there's lead in it. <laughs> Just look, let me rip my shirt off. See? Where are the men? Where are the men who can just drink lead straight out of a bottle? Where are they? We've lost that. We've lost that. We have. Uh, 888-900-3393. Yesterday, uh, some protesters confronted Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, in the lobby of a Manhattan hotel where the NFL was holding their fall meetings. And it's interesting because Jerry Jones stopped and listened to the guy. It is. And I, I, it proves, to me anyway, it proves that Jerry is a little bit smarter than the average duck. I think he is. Yeah. I mean, when you watch that, you see him walking through and he hears the guy and then he sees whoever is filming, filming, whoever got this footage. And he's like, instead of just continuing to walk and mm-hmm. not pay attention to what this guy, uh, we're going to stop. Yeah. And he stops. Uh, we're going to stop. And he listens. And it's... Uh, it's eye-opening what the guy said because it sure is. I think it's going to change your mind about the NFL protests. White supremacy, and you want to treat them like forty million dollar slaves. Okay, he's he's promoting white supremacy, okay. and he wants the guy is saying he wants to treat them like forty million dollar slaves. Huh? <clears throat> he wants Jerry Jones. So, yeah. He wants the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you know a lot of the slaves back in the 1800s, 1700s. Oh yeah. Made forty, fifty, sixty million dollars right. rolling around in Bentleys and stuff, <laughs> right? Well, or the the you know the days the, the, what the kind of Bentley that they had in that day, the uh-huh. Bentley of that time of the era, yes, of the era. Gotcha. It was, and they were eating you know steak and mm-hmm. lobster and shrimp and no, oh, fanned with palm leaves while they picked the cotton. Mm-hmm. I, these guys had it so good. This that's why this is so insulting because. To call yeah. these guys slaves when they're making this kind of money 
is just so asinine. It's it's not even not even worth stopping and listening to. The point is, is it is I, I find it strange that we're now considering any employee a slave. Yeah, any employee. When they're an employee, they're not a slave because they're making money for what they do. Really? Yeah. Gladiators uh-huh. are well paid to beat each other's brains out, but have to keep their mouths shut when talking about injustice. Hmm. No, they, they don't have to keep their mouth shut either. You know, Jerry Jones can't make them do that. He can only make them do that on his time. When he's paying you your salary and you are participating in his business, representing his team, then he can tell you what to do. Yes. And if you don't want him to tell you what to do, leave. And don't make the $40 million a year and go yell it from every street corner. That's fine. All you want. And and if you don't want to do it on the sideline of an (laughs) NFL game, you can do it any other time you want. You can tweet about it. You can post on Facebook. You can call people on the phone. You can go to the television station and talk to them and and be interviewed about your feelings about social justice. And and Jerry Jones would probably not have a problem with that. Would be my guess. Forty million though. That's uh, that's antebellum era wages right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, isn't it though? Hey, I mean, it's it's crazy how stupid this discussion has gotten. It sure is. It sure is. I I, I just I don't I, the NFL and we've talked about it now and it's not going to end. You know, it's there. The NFL no, it's is get, not, it's going to get worse now. Roger Goodell is not going to do anything, and it's too late for him to do anything now anyway, unless he wants to create you know more bedlam, which it will. Yeah. So it's just going to have to continue. Uh, it's their fault. They should have ended it when they had the opportunity. And they could have done that early on. It would have been so easy, and it would have been over with. Uh, but now the NBA is starting up. It was opening night last night of the season. The Cavs played the Celtics, and the Cavs all locked arms, which is fine with no, me. I, I, don't, that's fine. I'm fine I really that. don't care about that. If you want to lock arms during the national anthem, that's fine. Uh, but LeBron James added to that a little bit, and I don't care about this either. He wore uh, something... He wore equality on the backs of his shoes. Yeah, he had that sewn into the back of his shoes. That's making a statement. That's making a statement right there. <laughs> that is making a statement. He says, I will in my voice. I will in my passion. I will in my money. I will in my resources to my youth and my inner city and my outside my inner city to let these kids know that there is hope. There is, there is greater walks of life. Uh, there is also not very good grammar, but <laughs> and not one individual, no matter if it's the president of the United States, can stop your dreams from becoming a reality. Now, again, the president of the United States is not trying to stop your dreams no. from becoming a reality. This is just stupidity. And at this point, I think that's what this is. It's a protest against Donald Trump. I don't think it has much to do with the police anymore. That, yes. I don't think it has much to do with equality You're right. anymore. You're right. I, I think it has to do with Donald Trump. And that's what it is for LeBron James because he's pissed at Trump for Trump saying that uh, Stefan, uh, what's his face, from the Golden State Warriors? Oh. <clears throat> Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Uh, was uninvited to the White House. Oh, yeah. And so that set all the NBA guys off. Down, he's so. We hoped that he was so much smarter than this. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> really it's too did. bad because he it, fired it, it up is. again. He did, he did. 
And now it has spread to the Ann Arbor City Council members taking a knee. I mean, this this is another statement. You want to talk about, I mean, you can <laughs> sew a word in the back of your shoe all you want. But if you're a city council yeah. in Michigan. And you're about to recite the Pledge of Allegiance, but four of your members break off and go take a come knee. Out, come out in front of the, the city council desk <laughs> and did. take a knee. You've made a statement. You can't believe how stupid this looks. It's so embarrassing. You can't, it's hard it's to really even look bad. at. It, it's really bad. <laughs> is, it, wait, is it worse than Sheila Jackson Lee taking a knee on the floor of Congress? No, nothing's worse. No, okay. I, I think that yeah. pretty much takes the cake. Yeah, Sheila Jackson Lee. They're both new, pretty stupid, It's though. hard to rise to that level of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the council members said, I can't speak to what's in each person's heart. But for me, to take a knee is an act of attention, of concern, and of respect. Yes. Doesn't say respect for what. Doesn't say concern about what. And it is in that spirit that I take a knee at tonight's city council meeting. Out of respect, oh, for the aspiration oh. that we be a nation with liberty and justice for all. Well, I, I mean, aren't we that now? With full attention that we fall short of that ideal in many ways. And with humble dedication to continue to work that the promise of the pledge may be fulfilled. That is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. It's almost brought a tear to my and eye. I did. I it's well so beautiful. This eye yeah. in particular. But I mean, <laughs> that's just dumb. If we could all just take action like the Ann Arbor City Council did. It would mean something. Wouldn't that? Would wouldn't mean it? something. This now, would be a better country. I, I, I may have mentioned this on the radio program when, when you and I were filling in for uh, Glenn Beck today, but uh, in Ann Arbor for many years now, mm-hmm. uh, marijuana has been legal. Oh, has it? So so you're alleging that these people are all stoned? It's possible before <laughs> a city council meeting that, uh, you know, they do uh, a you know, quick hit. Quick, quick couple of bong hits yeah. and go out to the meeting. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And it's uh, time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Exciting time of day. Well, there's one uh, one really good story coming out of Tampa, Florida. A mm-hmm. uh, 72-year-old man that was convicted of a tax scheme. Okay. I mean, hey, is there a tax scheme? I mean, apparently so. Apparently. But... You know, people should not be convicted of tax problems. That's just me. However, his attorney uh-huh. is fighting that he's overweight and obese and should not go to prison. He's too fat to go to jail. <laughs> he's too and f- I say fat for jail. Good. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that you're people all over that story. People are too fat for prison. <laughs> they shouldn't go. <laughs> However, I'm looking at this, and he doesn't seem that obese. 
I mean, he's five foot nine, and he's 124 kilograms. Yeah, but nobody knows. Is that 10,000 tons? No. Is it an ounce and a half? Nobody knows how much it's kilograms 19, it's are. It's 19 and a half stone. You know that. There you go. Nobody knows what that is. So you're oh. giving me another measurement that no one knows <laughs> what that means. It's 273 pounds. Oh, okay. okay. 273 pounds. So it's 5'9", 273. Come on. I could do no 273 way. standing on my hands. <laughs> 273. <laughs> I believe you could. 273. God, are you kidding me? You bought three and a half bills Two, right now? 273. <laughs> That's 273 in junior high school. <laughs> I mean, 273 was your birth weight. Come on. Come man. on. Now. 273 is not. Come on now. That's that's a bad fight. He's gonna lose that. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's gonna lose that. 5'9, 273. No. If he's if he's if you're over, five nine and eight hundred pounds, you're too well fat. for sure. But I mean, even at uh, you know at five nine, if you're four, you know yeah, maybe four hundred pounds, you'd, you'd be, be large. You'd have a pretty good fight. Mm-hmm. You'd have a worthwhile fight. Two seventy three, no, going to jail. come on, you're going to jail. No, you're going to jail. That's it. So two hundred seventy three pounds is one hundred and twenty three kilograms. Yes. Okay. How do we know that? Nobody knows that. It just says it in the story. Okay. I, I can't prove that so it's true. So we're just true. taking their word I for it. I don't know that it's true. <laughs> the reporter might just say, just call it 123. No one will know. <laughs> They'll think it's 10,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, just put that in the court case. Put that in the court filing. So the other day, uh, Pat and I, remember when we were in here and uh, Trump was out talking with McConnell, or at least we were watching the footage of it. And uh, they were done. And they yeah. turned around and they walked up the stairs. And we saw Trump McConnell, had to help him up. McConnell grab Trump's arm. Yeah. And I remember thinking, what the heck? Yeah, I didn't know and McConnell had that kind of issue. He can't I walk didn't upstairs. Either. And I thought, because yeah. I remember I even I made a, a, a slight joke, which is unlike me to make a joke like that about it someone is, I, walking yeah. up the stairs mm-hmm. needing help and thinking that Donald should have just thrown him off. <laughs> that was, what are you grabbing me for? Get away from me, Mitch. But. And then I find out that a reporter had said something about it as well, because it was really noticeable. And I didn't know that he had, like, polio yeah, as a kid either. or whatever. And he, Oh, did he? Yeah. And does he have it recurring? Or? I, no, I guess it was taken care of, but he, I guess he fought for his life when he was wow. a young kid. And we're not supposed to make fun of Mitch McConnell and his polio. And help, But who knew? I've never seen him struggle like that before. I had no. not either. That's really weird. But then when you come to think of it, and then I, I started thinking, well, have I ever seen him actually move? That and, might be the issue, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen ads where he's sitting be his his campaign ads where he's behind the desk or he's That's true. he's standing somewhere talking to someone or he's behind a podium doing his news conference and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but we've never seen him actually move through the halls of Congress. No, that's true. So I uh, mean, that's true. No, only the people on the inside know that he struggles like that, right? So I mean, Trump was ready to help him up the stairs. Just really weird. Yeah, it is really weird. And again, uh, more health issues of uh, Congress people were not aware of. That's right. I mean, just really weird. Mm-hmm. At least it's not you know. No, I know Alzheimer's. <laughs> Yes, he can't move. He just struggles yeah. to move. I know. And so, I mean, that, it's a horrible thing. And, you know, I'm glad that he survived it. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I didn't, wasn't aware of it. it yeah, was it wasn't really either. strange. I didn't that, know that. that I didn't know he had any kind light. of uh, issue like that. Apparently, I guess they had said that he had mentioned it in some minor campaign ad when he was running either last time or the time before mm. where he talked about his struggles. But um, I certainly, I don't remember ever seeing that mm. ever. 
Do you remember when this cultural appropriation thing first started? When it first started? When it first started. When, what was the first year Ooh. we started hearing about cultural appropriation? That's a good one. Well, that's a good because question. Because according know. to the article that I saw last night, it was first popularized by Ohio University students in 2011. So between really? 2011 and now six years, we've gotten this far with this stupid, stupid issue. It's of, really dumb. Uh, it's one of the dumbest issues we have, I think. It sure is. Cultural appropriation is not a thing. <laughs> Stop it. I just think that's really ridiculous. And especially for the holiday. Especially as... I mean, At Halloween, I, oh my gosh. stop it. Because if you're going to do this, if you're going to play this game, we better play it on St. Patrick's Day, and you better stop with the leprechaun stuff and the wearing of the green and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And and let's. I don't not, want to see any of it anymore. I mean, we've got uh, Mardi Gras. Octoberfest. Uh, Gasparilla in Tampa, yeah. the pirates. I mean, everybody's a pirate. Pirates. Oh, you, oh my god! Stop gosh. with the pirate thing right now. You stop with the pirate yes. thing. We had the caller yesterday. He made the great point. At where where do we draw the line between honoring another culture and calling it cultural uh-huh. appropriation? Well, right. we draw the line of you not doing it. That's where it, we draw yes. the line. That's where we draw. That the is line. where the line is drawn now. Yep. Um, they're saying that as you plan costumes, remember that there is no reason. To perpetuate hurtful assumptions. <laughs> We're a culture, not a costume. Oh, my God. This is not who I am, and this is not okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just n- nonsense. It's nonsense. These costumes uh, are a mockery of our traditions. Are they? Explained one student uh, who was dressed in native garb, while another remarked on how inauthentic the costumes were. Um, I, you know, these university students have become the arbiters of everything that's good, right, and holy in society. And guess what? You're and we not. don't have to play this game. No, I'm not we going not. to. You're not. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to join your little reindeer game. Okay? Because Halloween is fun. And if I want to wear a costume of a vampire or a uh, nurse, a nurse, yeah. And aren't you going as a sexy nurse this year? Well, I'm going That's as a nurse. Other people yeah. have called me sexy. I mean, we've got that's the, why you call it sexy. Well, I know that. But, but we've got I the mean, outfit for you to put on so you can make it official. <laughs> but I mean, when you look, it's, and actually, we should, whatever. I is. can't wear a sombrero if I want to because I'm right. a white guy. Oh, and what was there a big deal was the, uh, the Asian rice hats. Yeah. You know, you can't work. Come on now. It's such nonsense. And they've taken it to such a stupid extreme. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that, where we're at, right? Everything's extreme. Yes, yeah, that all these all these colleges have put out their their little guide on what you can and oh can't do for Halloween. University of Utah Student Affairs Diversity Council says, as you get ready for Halloween, here are some tips that you can put into practice. Think to yourself: Does the actual name on the costume packaging say tribal or traditional? Does the costume include race related? hair or accessories does the costume play into racial stereotypes if you answer yes to any of these questions rethink your costume and try again shut up don't tell me what to do i mean my costume says made in china oh wow well then you you're appropriating uh that ancient ancient culture and you should be ashamed of yourself and you should go to prison
Wait, you I'm too Jeff- fat to go to prison. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you asked Jeffy to be ashamed of himself? We've got a couple issues here, man. <laughs> I, I, trust me, it's more if than two, 123 kilograms. Yeah, I know. If 273 is too fat oh, for prison, se- whatever oh, it is you are. I am, come on now, you're to the 10th power. I, right I can't now. even walk by, okay? <laughs> No. Oh man! But these Halloween costumes. Now you know, I was out. Uh, my wife was out looking at Halloween uh, costumes at the, the big uh, happening party city yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, she's looking around. Is there a costume that we can't be anymore? Is there a costume that you can't wear? Is there something that well, you know, like you can't be? Yes, it, nothing Native American. You can't do any of that. Okay, but if we nothing throw out, Mexican, if we throw out the diversity councils list, yeah. Okay. And let's throw out the diversity councils list because those councils are coming out with their list so they can try to be relevant at their universities That's and true. still continue with their gig. I got it. Mm-hmm. But in real life, mm-hmm. in real life, when people people aren't going to follow the diversity councils list, in real life, <laughs> they're not. It's just going. You're it's kidding. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Wow, you're throwing caution to the for- wind there. <laughs> But is there something that we can't wear? Like maybe what? What is it? There may be two things, right? Uh, maybe a blackface. Yeah, costume. you can't do that for sure, right? Or Hitler. You can't do that. Yeah, probably Could you be Hitler. Probably. Not. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm just, no. I'm trying to think. Other than that, Prince Harry got in trouble. You for could that, right? pretty be pretty much be anything. And right? isn't it interesting because you could probably be Joe Stalin. Oh yeah. And that'd be fine. Well, even though cultural, Stalin killed sixty million people. Yeah, well, the commission wouldn't know who Stalin million. was. You could be Chairman Mao. Oh, I mean, easy. Hillary easy. Clinton was the entire campaign. She wore a, <laughs> yes. a a Chairman Mao costume everywhere she went. Yeah, and nobody said a thing. They <laughs> talked about, oh, isn't that pretty? He killed sixty million che people. Che Guevara would be a costume. They che would Guevara, love. you could uh, be Che easily. Yeah, you could, and people would applaud you for that. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of weird that we have are we, we're getting our list. So you're right. Probably if you're but. if you're to be real about it and not worry about the university guidelines and just not go much. out trick or treating with your kids There's or go much. to a Halloween party with adults, you couldn't probably wear blackface. And I don't think Hitler would be acceptable. But just yeah. about anybody just about else, anything else, right? Anything I mean, and anybody anything. else. Yeah, could be anything. It's pretty amazing. And they try to make everything. Sexy, yeah, they they do. They do try to make everything sexy. That's for they sure. Do. What was trending on Twitter yesterday? Somebody said that uh, there's now a sexy goldfish costume. I mean, literally, I saw that, and I got I got news for the, the costumes. Everything. It's not the costume that makes it sexy. <laughs> Just so we're clear, <laughs> who Careful. was dressed as? Were there women dressed as goldfish? Yes. yes. Uh, that doesn't sound sexy. You'd be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this definitely isn't sexy, but you have actually uh, gone through this process of uh, removing wax from your ears. I have, and I followed their instructions. I put in the uh, the loosening goo. So you got they... the Wax RX earwash system and used it as directed. As directed, and worked great. So you'd put and the drops in your ear. You let them sit for what them, ten minutes. Ten minutes. And then, uh, and then and you then have the solution. Then, then they have the solution that you flush it out. The tube uh, goes into your ear, and it flushes out with the warm water and the solution. And you have the little catch-all mm-hmm. underneath your ear in case something comes mm-hmm. out. Yep. And it did. 
Yes. Uh, you know, it was just it was just a couple, you know, just a little ball of wax and hair. That's all. It's nothing. Too much information now? Bad. Too much. But it's what com- came out. Mm-hmm. And now, mm-hmm. soft and supple. <laughs> and you can actually hear things now. Yeah, absolutely. Which is very nice. <laughs> really nice. Doctor developed uh, safe and uh, a system that really works. And it's, you know, you don't have to pay for a doctor visit to get this done. So go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. Order order your reusable earwash system today. Use the offer code RADIO and you'll get free standard shipping. Go to usewaxrx.com. I don't know right why now. you don't want to hear about No, I don't want to hear about This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Have you, have you tweeted with the hashtag me too yet? No, I'm I'm hashtagging me neither. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been sexually assaulted. Have you been sexually assaulted? Me neither. Hashtag me neither. Uh, inconvenient poot at poots pollute says by today's standards, Prince Charming what? would be accused of sexual assault and subject of a ha- hashtag campaign. Right. That's really true. That yeah. is true. Uh, TMB Jackhole Q10 and Mike Hermanet <laughs> writes, uh, getting to know, if getting to know you is sexual harassment, every man over 40 would be in prison. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, it's time for the male to chase a female. You need to look no further than the animal kingdom. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. This, uh, we were talking about this earlier, this, uh, Bob Weinstein situation, much different, much different than Harvey Weinstein, who is clearly guilty of sexual assault and maybe even rape. And his brother now is being accused of sexual harassment just because he asked a girl out multiple times, asked her to to dinner and and he did it more than once. And she was upset with that. She said, no, should be enough. Well, if that's the case, there, as we've heard today, <clears throat> there'd be a lot of people who, were, who didn't get married that wound up getting married and have been living happily ever after ever since. Uh, sometimes there's that little game that goes on between men and women where you want to see how interested they are. The, the woman wants the guy to pursue them a little bit. That's just part of, that's just nature, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I thought so. I thought so too. And, and when you go back, if you if you want to actually think about nature a little bit, um, that's what the animal kingdom does. Uh, so, I mean, humans yeah. uh, are yes. able to do that as well. Although, not at the Weinstein Company right no. now. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, yeah, uh, and that's a, that's another. I mean, it is it's open season there, right after the Weinstein's, and mm-hmm. and Bob is you know he look he's. You know, he's in the shadow of his brother, and the brother ain't pretty. So, good luck. That's for sure. Good luck. I mean, I know that we all lived with with Harvey being a bad guy for all these years, and maybe we didn't realize as the Facebook post from uh, 
the one Hollywood insider said yesterday that uh, you know we didn't know to the extreme mm-hmm. uh, of the raping and or the you know the sexual prowess outside <laughs> you know behind plants and stuff. But uh, as far as him being a bad guy and going you know pursuing women and uh, treating people like crap, everybody knew. That was just Harvey. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Everybody, Everybody lived covered with it. up for him. Everybody lived with it. Everybody took their paycheck and went to the bank and cashed big, it. I mean, big stars. And said, knew. and said, that's just Harvey. Yeah. So live with it. Live with the fallout now. Including people like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I mean, they went to the mat for him, right? I mean, they Harvey did. called called them up uh-huh. and had them, had them uh, you know, be a spokesman for him. To stop stories being run and to stop things being done for him, they intervened so, I mean, they went, with him. Yeah. At, in this story at first, so, with I mean, the that, New York Times. Look, yeah, they're they're into it a little farther than a lot of the people that are, that knew about Harvey. To the point where uh, the Justice League movie is now in peril because Ben Affleck is Batman in it. A, he's a terrible Batman. Terrible. B, he's not a good actor. And C, he's involved in this Weinstein thing, plus his own little groping incidents that have happened over the years. Yeah, I mean, Ben, he's kind of a douche. Anyway. Kind of? Yeah. I mean, there's only been in a couple of good movies, and that's it. Like, name a good Ben Affleck movie. Uh, The Town? No. And Armageddon. (laughs) Armageddon, classic. Classic. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Classic, it's not. Uh, Uh, Armageddon? But I will tell you that... uh, I do think that Goodwill Hunting is a classic. That's a classic. And so is Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon is Are not you a, kidding me? Armageddon not, is a classic. Not a classic. Oh, please. You I don't. really couldn't name that many Ben Affleck movies. I don't think I've seen that many. Mm. Um, if you he, ask me the two movies of Ben Affleck movies I've seen, I'll tell you. The Town and okay. Armageddon. And Armageddon. <laughs> actually, I, you just actually, actually I saw that. Batman. I saw Batman. He was horrible. He's not a good Batman. No, he's, he's, bad. he's just not. Um, and I'd like to say differently, but or, he it isn't. wasn't just Batman. It was right, Batman versus Superman or whatever. That's when he was. Oh, that was Batman, Batman right? versus right? Superman. That was, that was Affleck, and he was the bad. And he was, was horrible, terrible, yeah, was terrible. And he somehow got his hands on kryptonite and was able to cripple yeah. Superman with it. Yeah. And then he was killing him. Yeah, but no, but then he realized. But he realized that's right. his mom had the same name as Superman's mom. So and it's all good. Now they're best friends. We have to be friends. Now they're friends. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can't go after somebody if they have the no. same name as your mom. No, Come on they... now. <laughs> I'm so Don't glad I didn't dumb. see that. Well, it was a, that was, was a bad. stupid movie. It was bad. Stupid. Uh, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Affleck movies. And uh, there's just not. This can't be the entire list. Of ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. Uh, I don't think it is. Uh, it's the IMDb page, but that it's it's impossible. Let me see. Okay, Affleck as a actor in movies will go to. Okay, here's the list. All right. So. If you go back all the way into the 90s, you wow, he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV oh, show. Wow. He was basketball player number 10. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mom, did you see me? I was basketball player number 10. Hey, we've got people here that worked on uh, I worked on the uh, prison break 
series. Oh and, yeah, and uh, it was he, shot here. He was his hand. There was a, he was a hand on a gurney, <laughs> yeah. stuff nice. like that. So there's the, there's yeah. some acting cred going on. Good work okay. if you can get it. Dazed and confused in '93. That's a fairly big. Oh yeah, uh, glory days. Mall rats. Chasing Amy. Goodwill Hunting was where he really broke through. Then Phantoms, which I'm not familiar with. Armageddon. Classic. Shakespeare in Love, he was in that? Hmm. Uh, 200 Cigarettes, which I don't remember. Oh, yeah. that I. It's a, yeah. Forces of Nature. Yeah, there was a lot of actors in that movie, though. They all did little small parts. Dogma. Boiler Room. Uh, reindeer Games. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was pretty big, too. Bounce. We're only up to 2000. Uh, Pearl Harbor, Daddy and Them, I've never heard of. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, that couldn't have been very big in 2001. Uh, Changing Lanes, The Sum of All Fears, Daredevil, Gili, remember that? Huge flop. Huge flop. Paycheck, Jersey Girl. This was a bad stretch for Ben Affleck. Surviving Christmas, Man About Town, Clerks, Two, not even the first one. Ah. Hollywood Land, Smoke and Aces. A really bad stretch for <laughs> wow. him. He's just not that into you. State of Play Extract. Oh, State of Play was pretty good. That was with the. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, yes. Nah, you know what's his face. I don't know. Yes, what's you do. What's his face? The Company Men. The Town, which you like. I do like The Town was good. Argo, which is a pretty good movie. Uh, Russell Crowe, state of play. Russell Crowe. To the Wonder, Runner, Runner, Gone Girl. Was that big? Did that work? Gone Girl. Anybody see that? I, I've never seen that. I think it did. Suicide Squad, The Accountant, where he played like a uh, autistic savant accountant. Live by Night, Batman, Justice League Part Two, which is coming. Justice wow, these, League. I mean, all that that whole career, and there's maybe four. Maybe. Four decent movies. That's not. That's, yeah, I mean, that's this, not. This great. guy is robbing Americans blind. Yes, we need to put a stop. <laughs> Big to it. time. Four it good movies will get you a house in the hills, though. Yeah, that's for sure. And Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yeah. So for a while at least. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray. Uh, we've got uh, Great Britain and their wonderful healthcare system banning surgery for obese people and smokers. The NHS, the National Healthcare System, about moving there too. will ban patients from surgery indefinitely unless they lose weight or quit smoking under controversial plans that are drawn up. Uh, the restrictions, thought to be the most extreme yet to be introduced by health services, immediately came under attack by the Royal College of Surgeons. Yeah, but 
okay, the government is not going to pay for people That's right. that they deem to be high risk. They're not going to. This is one of the problems with socialized medicine is there's not going to be enough money for everybody. No, the, there's no problem. Everybody who gets health care and everybody, it's a beautiful thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough money for everybody. To do everything everybody needs, about it. yeah, it doesn't happen. Healthcare but for the, everyone. But so if you're a fat guy, okay, uh, you know, like, well, two out of the three in this room are. <laughs> if you're a fat guy, there's a good chance you might not get your health care. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to get your surgery. They're going to say you're too fat. If you lose 50 pounds, maybe then we'll consider doing the maybe. surgery for you. Yeah, maybe. But one thing that Britain's not going to have a shortage of are organs, because they just changed the law over there that you have to now opt out of donating your organs. Otherwise, they automatically oh, in. get donated. Another, oh, another wonderful... Okay. What's wrong with that? Because uh, some people don't want their organs taken out. Well, not only that, but it's not the government's place to decide what they get to take from me. Right. Especially if it's a heart well, and a lung. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that, I think. You are the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. What's wrong with I mean, really. What? You're one of the worst human beings on the face of the planet. You know that, right? You know that. Thank goodness for him. I, Harvey Weinstein came into our consciousness. you're not the first person to have said that to me. No, yeah. I know that. Oh, please. So, <laughs> I'm probably not in the first 15, 20,000 to say that to you. Uh, also, this is going to surprise some people, but the New York Times has some bias, apparently, and that's uh, that's only according to the New York Times senior editor of the front page. <laughs> according to them. Yeah. According to the New York Times, the New York Times this has bias. some bias. <laughs> Liberal bias against Donald Trump. In fact... Stories were written so that they could show how crazy he is so that people would not vote for him. Amazing. Listen to this. This was done by uh, James O'Keefe, who does a lot of these undercover things. And he's undercover talking in a, looks like a restaurant setting, maybe, to the senior editor of the New York Times. Uh, and here's what she had to say. Of course, it's off the record. It's hard to portray, for instance, the president in a unbiased light when the words that are coming out of his mouth are apologetic toward white supremacists. Okay, it's it's hard to portray the president in a in a good light when the words that are coming out of his mouth are apologetic towards white supremacy. What? I don't remember him ever apologizing no. for white supremacy. No. He may not have made as strong a statement as you wanted against the Nazis when they were out that day. His point was, and it Everybody knows this. Come on, don't act like you're, don't act like you're oblivious to oh, this. Oh well, point. they all, you know, they all know that. Antifa yeah. was there as well, and you know it. And Antifa is a violent group of idiots that are our left wing thugs that were out there too. But because of that, or you might as well just been saying okay to the white supremacists. Exactly, and that's what we keep hearing. So she goes on. I feel like Trump is a. Is just a, a sort of an idiot in a lot of ways, like oh. uh, just an oblivious mm-hmm. idiot. An oblivious idiot. Okay. Who's normal? Or I think maybe possibly worse than Okay. Now she then she starts on Mike Pence. Mike Pence is effing horrible. Maybe even worse than Donald Trump. Wow. And why? We're about to find that out too. He's extremely, uh, extremely religious. 
extremely religious. I think one of the things that maybe journalists were thinking about was like, oh, if we write about him, about how it's like insanely crazy he is and ludicrous his policies are, then maybe people read it and can be like, oh, wow, like we should vote for him. Pretty amazing stuff. That's fantastic. And it shows their their religious bias, too. Because she's disgusted that Mike Pence is extremely religious. Yeah. How dare he be extremely religious? All he does when you see him is try to ram his religiosity down my throat. He's <laughs> sick of it. In fact, I've never seen him do that. I've never have either. Uh, he seems like a a good guy. I, I've always kind of liked Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to like him a lot more than I do now because he was a lot more outspoken back in like 2005, 2006 than he is now. But Mike Pence is... Well, he's the vice president now, He's the vice I mean, president. He dropped on board with Trump. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so as vice president, you do lose a little bit of uh, your your huspa, uh, especially when you're vice president to Donald Trump. So, I mean, it's... No question. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty common for him to just be quiet and people think, oh, what's wrong with Mike Pence? Nothing. But just she... let Don speak. She can't hide her contempt. Oh, but she hates him. For religious people. She hates him. And she was around... You know, she was around in the time when they were beating him up for he's only wants to go out to dinner with his wife alone. Any other women he can't be alone with. He and, are you telling me he won't go out to dinner alone with another woman? How dare him? What kind of religious freak is that? That uh, sounds pretty good these days, doesn't it? Yeah, how does it look in light of this Harvey Weinstein uh, stuff? Yeah. Looks pretty uh, good. Yeah. And there was, I mean, other people have even commented that it may be might be time that we start doing that. Really? <laughs> Why would that be? I thought that was so Neanderthal and uh, uh, so discriminatory toward women because surely he should take them out to dinner if they're going to get a raise yes, or anything. it's going to be somebody on his staff that wants to uh, wants to be promoted. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I I don't really know why you'd have to be alone with Mike Pence under those circumstances. Mike Pence could still bring his wife and yes. go to dinner with another woman. Yes. And have a business dinner. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh. And talk about a promotion or whatever it is you have in mind to talk about at a private dinner with a married man. You could do that with his wife. It sounds right? like he would be out with her for another <laughs> reason. Well, you just want to make sure that you're not. Right? I mean, it's. I think that's a great safety tip. Not to go out to dinner with any woman that's not your wife alone. I think that's uh, it's, that's the way to go. Because then you, you avoid all kinds of problems. You avoid all kinds of problems that are worse than any problems that would develop if you have that policy. Perce- and, perception. You know, perception becomes reality. Perception's reality. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You avoid all this Weinstein type stuff, and you avoid the the Bob Weinstein type stuff too. Except Bob Weinstein, I don't think was married. Is he when, when he was asking this oh, girl out? Uh, oh, that's a, there is a nice. We do need to find that out. That's don't we? an that's interesting a question. question. That is an interesting. Googling question. Googling now, gentlemen. Yeah, that that's is a... an interesting question. But again, he was just asking her out for lunch, though, right? And so she was. I mean, the, what their coworkers. Mm-hmm. Right, so I mean, that's, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. I know that you're, you know, you obviously mm-hmm. are saying that that's a good rule of thumb and a good way to be, but really, yeah, stop okay. it. He was married until <laughs> stop really it. stop it. Stop he was okay. married until, until 2012. 
This is alleged to happen a couple okay, years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think right? this is okay, happened so after there that. You go. Yeah, so, so he's, he's a good. single guy. There's nothing wrong with this. Again, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. There now, is. when a single guy is asking a single girl out to dinner there's nothing wrong with that as long as you know again he didn't ask her to go to a naked restaurant we're not wait is that a thing jeffy Jeffy thinks it is jeffy wants it to be no there's actually a brand new one just opened in london i believe (laughs) you can look it up do you have some paperwork in for a small business loan to get one of those started here in dallas you know he does You know he does. Can you imagine how icky that would be? Ugh, no. Oh. Nine out of ten of them would not be anyone you want to look at. <laughs> no, do that's not, for sure. Whatever. I know. The, the, do not order the flaming fajitas, man. Know, they bring that to your table. That thing's jumping up. When, when you go to nudist colonies, that's that's what happens. That would be one of the ickiest things that's of all time. Happens. Yeah. It's, uh, is it? It's disappointing. You, you, <laughs> really, really. It's disappointing. Yeah. Well, tell us why is it yeah, disappointing? It's disappointing because uh, it's, you have this you have this idea in your brain of what the right? nudist colony is going to be like. Yeah, you and think the nudist colony is going to be like I don't know a Hefner party uh-huh. at the Playboy Mansion? Not uh-huh. the case. It is not. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be clear. It is not on, a Hefner on. party. You at the nudist colony, that. do they have a restaurant? I mean, they got to oh, eat. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have a towel though. You have to have a towel. You have to bring a towel. I am going to say the Hefner party wouldn't be that appetizing either. <laughs> frankly, you would be a hundred percent incorrect. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's icky. I mean, uh, no, that's icky. <laughs> no, we will fight on that. The things that have gone on at that place are not desirable. Wrong. No, they're not. No. Oh my gosh, Pat Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. Um, I you still we found we I guess we found a couple of people that think it's inappropriate for a guy to approach an employee at well, work yeah, we, and ask her out. When we talk an employee, but most uh, people if have, you're if you're if you're um, a supervisor or a manager, uh, uh, you know, above that person, male or female, mm-hmm. um, that was the you know more questionable than coworkers. I think, right? I mean, maybe yeah, yeah I think I the think coworkers so. were still okay. No, I think so. Um, Otherwise, if, persistence has paid off for a lot of people we've yeah, heard from today. Big time. A lot of people. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I guess the breaking news, as far as the NFL is concerned, is that uh, they the NFL is saying you should stand, but we're not going to make you. And that's not right? really new. I mean, that's Goodell be trying to yes. play both sides of the fence again. Yeah, that's uh, what they. I'm not going to make you stand. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out why they want to stand, why they want to kneel. Uh, horrific! It's their right. They're not trying um, to be disrespectful to the flag. Well, I mean, guess what? They can say whatever they want. It's how it's perceived Thank by your you. customers. And That's, your customers are perceiving it that yes. it is being disrespected, yes, including the U.S. And military. You spent a lifetime. You spent a lifetime. Mm-hmm. A uh, telling us what a great what flag wavers you are of American culture you are, mm-hmm. and the NFL is nothing but red, white, and blue. And then you do this and throw it in the fans' face. The fans are willing to say, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, F you. 
Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and that's that's why the ratings I, are going down. I, that's why the that's why the audience is uh, going away. I'm not a huge NFL fan, but I do watch it. The games, you know. I mean, I watch some of the teams. I like watching football. I'm a football fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge NFL fan, so it's not much for me not to watch them. But it's difficult because I mean, it's at times I'm like, well, I want to watch that game. I want to. There are games that you want to watch mm-hmm. as a fan of football. It'd be hard to. Uh, they haven't lost me as a viewer yet. Uh, I haven't lost I've me as watched a viewer less yet. this season. I think I probably have. And I probably overall. ever have. I, I have two, but I don't know that that. I've watched almost no NFL football this year. I've I've seen a Packers game. I think one, maybe one and a half. But that, but but that's what I mean. I'm not a it. big. I'm I'm a football fan. I I watch college yeah, football. Yes, more and than college I do football NFL. is a bigger deal to me too. Um, so and since when the NFL, you know, when 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 they fired my son, mm-hmm. eh, you know, I don't care about him anymore. Right. <laughs> but I do care. I mean, I watch. There's games that I watch. But you're probably right. Um, I, I watch you know a whole lot less, but I don't know that that's the reason why. I don't know that I, I don't think it is for me. It's is made me less why. interested. Yeah, maybe I guess uh, so. It's it's. But the it's, other thing that kind of interests me is you made the statement a few minutes ago that there was a London restaurant, yeah, a new naked restaurant where you eat naked in London. Yeah, and I I didn't believe it, so I googled it. <laughs> There's a story about it. Uh, opened up like a year ago. So it's been a while. I was still new, though. <laughs> Here's the opening line from the story. More than 46,000 people were on the waiting list <laughs> to dine at what was billed as London's first ever naked does restaurant. Does that surprise you? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. It surprises I mean, me it, a lot because that's an, just icky. It's an exciting Somebody's new restaurant. Somebody's naked butt has been on that Oh, you chair. wear a towel. I know. That's uh, what I was ick. talking about, the nudist colony. They make no. you wear a towel. No, thank you. You go to the little diners and restaurants. They don't. You don't get to sit on the chairs. But they make you wear butt. multiple towels, right? Ah, it's just... Oh, a fat joke. Yeah, I got that. Thank you. No, they have extra large towels. Thanks. Okay. Good. Beach towel for you. Got it. Okay. It's crazy. So wait, are you more surprised, Pat, that Super there's a popular. nudist restaurant or that there's 46,000 people on the Both. waiting list? Both. Mm. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't think that would be a good combination. Naked people and food. Well, A. That's not a good combination it's a good, to me. It's a good diet plan. Yeah. Yeah. I can't it believe it. It is a good yes. diet plan. How do you have an appetite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've often thought about just doing that as a diet plan <laughs> what, what is, wait going to a nudist restaurant? as a diet plan no just putting you know just like putting a sliding glass door mirror next to the table or whatever so you, <laughs> and you eat naked so then you're not uh-huh. eating because that's all you see Ooh. i would think that'd no be a pretty effective for program yeah. for you yeah i would think so too that's why i haven't done it yet, <laughs> I haven't done it yet. <laughs> it's winter's coming man you don't want to be shedding pounds right you now. clearly haven't done it yet i mean that no, that's we, what i said that went without saying we knew that no, but I, why would, I mean, I just I was letting you know that I hadn't done it. Right, we uh, we understood that from the start. So <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, some tweets at uh, Pat Unleashed uh, from some comments about what's been discussed today. GD Chappelle, uh, tell Pat uh, Hitler isn't okay, but for a Halloween costume. But what about a sexy Hitler? Ooh. <laughs> That is okay. That takes I mean, some thought, right? That yeah, is okay. That though. is okay. Yeah. Yeah. that one out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, Galloway Joshua says, uh, uh, people watch the NBA? I, I wouldn't have known it even started again if that Celtics player hadn't broken his ankle. 
Oh. I we just saw that uh, replay. Ooh. It was Gordon Howard who left the Jazz to go to the Celtics. So opening night, he breaks his I ankle. Uh. Maybe you shouldn't have left the Jazz. Uh. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, no. And I know that Jordan. you're not going to watch, but uh, Dirk uh, starts his twentieth season nice. in Dallas tonight. Wow, wow. that's amazing. Stays with one team. That's what is great. he? Is he in his forties yet? I think so. I mean, oof, it's got to be right. If he's not, he's close. I don't know exactly how old still he is. Still playing pretty well. Twenty years at the NBA and with Dallas, all it's impressive. Dallas. Yeah, that is. That's impressive. Let's see his age here. Um, also, this from Tank Boy. Uh, why is Kaepernick credited with starting this take a knee crap? The first athlete to take a knee was Tanya Harding in 1994. <laughs> Thank you, Week. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. That's, That's funny. funny. That's a nice uh, line. I don't care who you are. Dirk like Nowitzki it. is 39. He'll yeah, be 40 there in you June. Go. Yeah, so. Okay. Wow. I mean, he's, the guy that, was playing for the Mavs when he was 19 years yeah. old. Now, still playing for the Mavs. Super cool. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's great. By the way, I think I passed him in uh, traffic recently here in Dallas. Uh, I think his license plate, uh, you know, features a number. Mm-hmm. Was it fourteen or something? What kind of car was it? It was a nice car. I, I remember that. I, uh, what number is he? Forty-one or something like that. Uh, anyway, I don't remember what kind but of it car said, it, but it said like uh, I don't know. But it was clear that it was it, it was it's got his be his car. Yeah, so that's cool. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Keep moving. No, I, I think I passed him the other day, too. There's a real brush with greatness. I think right. I passed him I on the pass, I passed he him He was on. in the lane next to me. You should have seen it. It was no, no, awesome. No, no, I was in the turn lane, and he was in the lane, and he went straight, and I couldn't go. I couldn't catch up to see him uh, exactly wave at him. That's called anything, stalking. Mm-hmm. When I worked uh, in Salt Lake City <laughs> and uh, uh, did a morning show there, my partner and I were driving around the city, and we... We were going uh, east while Carl Malone was going west. Nice. Oh, nice. And we hung a U and oh. followed him until he stopped. And then we got out of the car, went up and told him who we are. And he's like, oh, I listen every day. So oh. would you, will you come on the show? Oh, cool. And he agreed to. And so we got him on the air the next day for nice. running into somebody on the streets. I, did that. Like I that. did that with the blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Was Malone a good interview, by the way? I mean, was he cool? Was he fun? No. No. The mailman? Necessarily. Carl Malone, the mailman, not that good an interview. Uh, he was okay, because it was cool I mean, that he said Malone, he listened right, to us. So that, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, can I just say real quick, in Manhattan, I was walking down the street trying to go catch a bus, and I, I swear it was Morton Anderson who passed right by me, the Hall of Fame kicker for the Falcons and the Saints, right? And he's, I mean, that's ah, that's got to be that guy. It was just like Morton Anderson. Oh, no, he's too short. And that, no way. And I had a Falcons hat in my backpack. I could have had it signed, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm Googling. And then it turns it, out the guy is short. It, well, no, it is him, but he mm-hmm. looks short. Kickers look short on TV against all the other players that you see on the field because they're so But they're not they're really athletes. that short. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was him. I turned around. He was gone. But so Keith, you realize that in the building that we worked at, um, in the, on the same block was, uh, you know, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they, they had all, stars they all, all every day. They all showed yeah, up there but it's day. more fun when it's a random thing. I'm not going to go and hang out inside outside no, the I'm glass not. like you did every morning. Well, I was the mayor, unfortunately. <laughs> that's I, mean, that's I had to belong there. But I'm just saying that they there. used to walk by our building all oh. the time going there. Okay. Well. And they'd show up on Fox for interviews, mm-hmm. which was down the block. Remember? They were all there. You know, my favorite yeah. is, uh, oh, who's the, the old guy on Fox? Uh, Fox Business now. He would walk by our building every day with the cell phone in his ear, and I know he was talking to nobody. Neil Cavuto. I knew. Cavuto. Who? No, that uh, Fox Business. Not Fox Business. 
Um, British guy? No, it doesn't matter. He'd walk by our building Mm. every day with that cell phone in his ear. He Mm -hmm. was talking to nobody. (laughs) Talking to nobody. I'd walk up. I'd see him go by every afternoon. He'd walk by with that cell phone in his ear. And I know darn well he wasn't talking to anybody. Do they still have that Foursquare thing or is that gone now? No, it's gone. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think. Well, I think they still have it. It's just like it's not what it used to be. Mm. Very disappointing. Are you a mayor anywhere? I probably am. Oh, you I've just don't know, checking. right? Yeah, I, got you. I stopped checking. I, I will say was, though, wasn't worth it. That the nicest celebrity. It was he came to be interviewed by you in Houston. Mm-hmm. Bar none is George Foreman. Oh, he's great. Yeah, the nicest guy in the world, man. George Foreman's great. Yeah, yeah good did guy. He, did he give you a girl? Right. Should have said, hey, where's my cover the studio? Where's my swag? Seems like he did bring grills. Uh, I mean, that's hello. That's why you get. I don't know. No, I don't remember that. He didn't bring grills. No. Seems like he did. I would say he would. Maybe we yeah. just talked about his grills. I don't know, but it seems. Or I maybe would, I bought one afterwards because <laughs> I would let George in the building without a couple of yeah. boxes of grills. <laughs> Definitely, you want to be on the air, bring in some grills, bro. One of the nicest, <laughs> the, as long as we're on this subject, the two of the nicest uh, celebrities we've ever met. Where the uh, Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty? Oh wow! And the guy I like Rob too. That's good. The other that's guy good to hear. that played guitar in his band. And it was the two Matchbox Twenty guys. Super, hmm. super liberal guys, but Still really good, really good guys. Uh, my wife was a really big fan, and so she came with me to to the interview. And uh, there were some people interviewing him before, and so we were outside looking in you know waiting right, right. and then i went in and rob thomas sees my wife at the window kind of looking in and he's like well who's that is that your wife yeah bring her in, in there bring her in. <laughs> yeah and so really cool people you know who really. the, the who some of the nicest guys were uh were the people with from the original deadliest catch tv show yeah uh they were they were in uh in our building in tampa and uh they were so cool. Well, they're reality show people, so. <laughs> well, one guy's dead now. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. What'd he die of? the main captain. Oh, that's sad. Cancer, I know. Uh, and the other one was Smokey Robinson. I was really surprised about that. Nice guy or not? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I just remember uh, one of the guys that I worked with at the Never time. Never met Smokey uh, Robinson. Ted Webb, who was like, he, Smokey Robinson is, you know, a, a god to Ted. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, Smokey was just came in the building to another radio station to do an interview and walked by the building or walked by the window and I see Ted go, "That's Smokey Robinson," <laughs> and he's off, man. He's gone. It didn't matter what was happening on That's the show, awesome. man. He was out of the studio and down the hallway, and Brad just walked him back into the studio. Oh, really? He, he said, "You're with me." Walked him back in, but he was great. And he came. That's he was, pretty cool. Yeah, he was. He came. He was really cool. Conversely, the worst celebrity of all time, Daryl Hall. Mm. Oh, Hall he's, I've, yeah. He's. He. Was, I've seen him in other interviews where you just want to say, "What One are of you the thinking of?" Biggest douche I've ever encountered. I believe that. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. You could either uh, you could tell us about your uh, your feelings about this NFL kneeling situation or the. Um, you know, the appropriateness of asking somebody out repeatedly on a date, or is that sexual harassment? Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Yeah, boy. Uh, we've got this new controversy brewing over what Donald Trump said to a Gold Star mother of an Army Special Forces sergeant who was killed in Niger. Um, apparently, there was a congresswoman who told reporters that Trump dismissively said to Sergeant LeDavid Johnson's widow, Maisha, he knew what he signed up for by enlisting. Adding that when it happens, it hurts anyway. And so is that disrespectful? I don't. I don't know. I. I don't even know if he said it though. I, this is uh, reports are now that he that he didn't. That wasn't what was said, right? She says it's true. The wife uh, is this, no. It's the mother. The mother of the of of the uh, special forces soldier says the statement is true. Uh, I was in the car. And I heard the full conversation. Not only did he disrespect my son, but Trump also disrespected the dead soldier's father and his widow. How? It's somewhat unclear based on what I'm. And I wonder how that was said. You know what I mean? Like, like if it's said with the. Well, he knew what he was signing up for. He's a hero. That's part of the issue, an ongoing issue with our president. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So things yeah. things uh, are the way he says things looks a lot better on paper than it does when he says them because it's just the way he says things that make you go. Uh, yeah, I think that's you know, and that's a, that's a problem. There's with some that. truth to that. I mean, I just I, you see a lot of things that written down of quotes of his, and I go, great, fantastic. And then I see the video of him saying that quote, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Ugh, ooh." Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come across as well. Uh, now he's saying that the congressperson totally fabricated what I said to the wife of a soldier who died in action, and I have proof. So, I what is it, did, does that mean you recorded the phone call? Which you probably should do yeah. in every one of these instances. So when this comes back on you, you've got the proof of how the conversation happened. You should probably record every single one of them and keep it. Appearing on The View, uh, Wilson dared him to prove the evidence, declaring that President Trump is a liar. If he was taping that conversation, bring it on. I oh, should do that. If he, if he did tape it, do it. He insisted to reporters that uh, she's no longer repeating her claim, not knowing that she was doing so that very hour on The View. He, he does that all the time, too. Yeah, she's not even saying that anymore. As she's <laughs> saying, saying it. Again. it. Yeah, that's funny. Not really. Uh, wow. Asked what the proof was that he tweeted about. He said, let her make her statement again, and then you'll find out. Well, she already did. Well, okay. okay. Let her make her statement again, and then you'll find out. Well, she just said it. Okay, well, <laughs> let her say it again. Then she'll find out. <laughs> All right, I promise the next time she says it, by golly, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that proof right on out. Don't make me tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's sad too because this all involves the death of his yes of a special Horrific. forces a hero Horrific. and who, who got ambushed in in a place we didn't even know we had we troops here? why are we even in nigeria I, I understand there's you know terrorist forces there yeah well, we've been but training, are, are been we gonna there, be right? in every freaking country that has terrorists yeah. in, in in them we are now and we're helping according to them that they were on uh you know assisting their military and training right? i just i want to stop that i know i we've Am I alone about, on that no. i just want to stop you and i you and i have talked about this i don't know how much we've talked about it on the air but and Glenn I know we've, too, we've talked know? about it off the air for sure yeah it's really frustrating when we find uh yeah. these all these countries that we're in yeah nigeria and we're training in quotation marks we're there for training purposes stop yeah just stop let's stay out of somebody's affairs i mean we right and we have look do we not have enough non or even former military businesses that can go help other countries train their That's what military I'm starting to wonder if maybe you know a lot of these gung-ho uh guys that used to be special forces that now work for private security companies and these private security companies who's what, what's the guy's name who was the head of the big yeah. you know who i'm talking yes. about right he's always on fox news yes and his yeah. thing is let us go fight this war we'll do it just you know, let us go to uh uh take on isis and we'll wipe them out for you in three months our press will never let that happen uh, because that's not much. a bad idea. No, I don't. I I don't necessarily disagree with that. But if we were able, as our own military, if we would take the 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 harnesses off and let them fight the war the way it should be fought, mm-hmm. that's or at true. least the way we perceive it should be fought. Yeah, um, to win. That's and the to go in and destroy our enemy mm-hmm. and then leave if you let the guys do that then, and then leave and that's one thing yes yeah. and that's i mean this is what they're what um i want to say brownstone that's not right though but anyway the guy the person the it was blackstone blackstone uh the, <laughs> just one shade off brown is close that's 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 just that's shade i'm colorblind that's one of those <laughs> some, it's on the some kind of stone i don't even know what stones way and it's not it's not called that anymore they changed the name yeah, by know. the way uh because they had i think some pr problems yeah, there, with was some PRs. there was black water. uh black, black water. water not stone that's what it is it's so we were just, both <laughs> off <laughs> Stone water. We missed the element. We missed the element and the shade. You can't be a stone without water. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also, we've been talking all day about this uh, Bob Weinstein thing. Is it sexual harassment when you ask a woman out repeatedly? Uh, And also, we have the the advice from colleges all over the country about how we can dress this Halloween. It's nice, which is also fun, and it's all it's really nice of them to take care of that for us. Take that burden off of us. Like, if I wanted to dress a certain way and they tell me that's wrong, well, now I know not to do that. Right? It's right. very, very helpful. Uh, Mary Rose. Hi, you're on The Blaze. Hey, gentlemen. Hey. I have a story about sexual harassment or actually assault that happened to me many years ago at work. Wow. I had a boss who was an obnoxious jerk. I was asked to do something. I went to walk away to take care of what I needed to do. And as I did that, he turned and went to slap me on the butt. He barely touched me. Oof. I swung around, punched him in the temple, knocked off his glasses, all while screaming the F word at him. And he never bothered me or anyone else again. <laughs> wow. Think about That'll it. do it. Nice. Think about it. Nice. That's how you handle sexual harassment in the workplace. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. Uh, this seems like it was pretty effective. It, he, it's, it's almost it's almost the uh, spanking of children mentality, right? I mean, we every mm. once in a while you spank your kid. They guess what? They learn not to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that's how you treat a bully, isn't it? Right. And and usually these people are bullies. Uh, thanks, Mary that's Rose. Great. Uh, um, Nicole in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay. So I am just so irritated with this hypocrisy and double standards of this Weinstein thing. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, when I go out with my friends, um, your screener told me to tame it. I call it a different word, but basically, we package watch. And uh, amen. Great. Wait, and, you yeah. package watch? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a it's a word that rhymes with. You, you uh, rate, okay. uh-huh. you, you yeah. rate men. Uh, you yeah. rate on a men. scale of one to ten. Yes. We objectify them, and I can objectify wow. y'all right now yes. if y'all want me to. Wow. I'm sorry. Do you want me to? Do you want me to rate y'all right now? No. No, I don't. I, I don't trust, yeah. trust me. I, I know what I'm rated at. I think we're going to take a pass on that. I know um, what I'm rated at, but thank you. I'm, seriously. But so you do this when you go out? Are you guys? Are you single? No, I'm married, so I watch my friends do this. And I'm going to okay. tell you that the package watching um, <laughs> has turned into package grabbing more than once. There you I go. I witnessed it. Uh, really? So, Listen, uh, you yes. are not alone. Wow. Okay, you are not alone when you're out. There, okay. You're grabbing, too? Oh. You're grabbing packages Wait. as well? No, Jeff is no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just witnessing it. I'm married. I'm happily married. No, Jeffy's the one who's grabbing packages when he's out. <laughs> Basically, it's just really so annoying to me that y'all men are being pigeonholed as yeah. misogynistic monsters. Yes. And y'all aren't. Because Thank women you. are... The same. And I'm going to tell y'all also that I will stand with men like y'all before I stand with anyone like Hillary or Alyssa Milano. Thank you. I we appreciate you that. that. Yes. So, Nicole, how do the guys like w- w- that you've witnessed, how do they respond when you grab them? <laughs> I haven't grabbed them. You haven't grabbed <laughs> no, them? This isn't, I haven't. This is I not a court of law. Go ahead. Yeah. But what about <laughs> I, your I, friends? I you said you've seen them grabbed. Are they okay with that when it happens or... Do they take uh, exception? Yeah, they, I mean, they seem to be, but I mean, this is a this is after a lot of alcohol. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but also I want to get into something else. Y'all were talking about um, playing hard to get, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the story of how I met my husband. So I met him in high school, and I just thought he was the bee's knees, right? And he was right. a year older yeah. than me, and he just couldn't care less. You know, treated me like the runt of the litter. And so then he went off to Texas A&M and about a year later, um, we met up at a party back in Austin, by the way, thank God we got the hell out of there because that Mm. city is horrible. (laughs) Anyway, um, we saw him and I saw him and he was like, Oh, Hey, uh, call me. And I was like, um, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And so I knew I was going to see him that next weekend. And so, of course, I picked out a nice little number, you know, to show him there how to eat the cabbage. This is what you right. could have. This is what you could have had. <laughs> yeah. Had I called yeah. you. Exactly. Well, then I saw him again, and of course, again, he was like, "You never called me." And I was like, "Um, no, you kind of missed out." Well, then you know, I knew I was playing hard to get throughout the whole night. Mm-hmm. And finally, he said, "Can you call? Can you please call me?" I said, "Look, dude, here's my number. If you want to call me, here." And he did. Of course and he did. we've been married um, ever since. And that was years ago. 
years ago. So you, you don't even want to say how many years ago it was so so many years <laughs> that ago. That was when the Aggies last won something significant, which was uh, <laughs> I think it was the Southwest Conference. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. that was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, it was, and I have another story I could share, but right. it's almost too unleashed. No, it's uh, it's too unleashed. I mean, I, <laughs> according to your screener, <laughs> it would be too unleashed. No, it's not going to be too unleashed. The name of the show. Screener doesn't know what he's talking okay. about. Tell us the story. Well, it's not okay. Basically, I was the one who was trying to jump his bones the whole from day one, right? Yeah. And he was like, "I'm not going to do it unless I know I love you." And I was like, "Oh, for the love! <laughs> oh my god!" <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and finally, it happened, you know, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I mean, it should have, we should have been married first, but it happened and it meant a lot. Now, to this day, I honestly don't know if it was because the Aggies won that day and he was just that happy or he really loved me, but we've been oh, married. Well, that's because he really loved so. me. Yeah. It, it, tur- it turned out pretty well, right? Apparently he did love you or at least he does uh, now. Uh, uh, Hopefully, no, you would assume. <laughs> he did and does. No, well, we are happily married out here in Lampasas. 86 acres, two kids. Nice. Couldn't be happier. Nice. There you go. Thanks, Nicole. Appreciate he it. He did and does. I yeah. love you. There was never a doubt. Oh, I, I had that continual problem fighting off women, too. Oh, my God. Just, uh, tell us about it. We kind of want to know. That's yeah. too unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 More Pat Gray Unleashed sure. coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We should have some pretty good uh, audio from the Ellen DeGeneres appearance from Jesus Campos today. Uh, There were some early prelims that they released uh, yesterday, and we played earlier. But I'm hoping that she asked him at least a couple of decent questions, like why aren't you registered in Nevada as a security guard? Yes. Are you a U.S. citizen? Are you the second shooter? <laughs> Questions like that that are important. Hard hitting. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's okay. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Pretty sure he's not the second shooter because we, there wasn't a second well, shooter. Yeah, then, for doubt. You know? We don't know unless Ellen asked, though, do we? That's right. No, we don't. That's okay. right. Got to cover that's all right. the bases. <laughs> you would think that this guy would be able to shed some light on some yes, things. Yes, you would. Because yes, you he would. was there first before anybody else. He knows about the blocked entrance that the shooter... Uh, barricaded these doors so you couldn't get in. Uh, he knows he knows that the guy shot him first, so we'll be able to find out whether that was that six minutes before the other shooting, or was it forty seconds before the rest of the shooting? Like Mandalay Bay says, yeah, and and I don't <laughs> think this is going to be just a throwaway interview because in those preliminary clips that they showed, Ellen's got like. She uh, had the, the scale the, of the hotel. She's got the hotel, the schematics and everything. Schematics. So she's going to hopefully really delve into this. I hope so, yeah. Answer some questions for us. be you. really interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to see. When When is her show on? I don't even know when her show's uh, on. I looked that up. Like it, now. It's, like it's, close to now. Up, right? Yeah, it comes up uh, 3 o'clock Eastern live. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, 
That's when it. I ends. mean, I've yeah. sat in in different um, waiting rooms in the afternoon weekdays and Ellen is on then so it's sometime mid-afternoon here in Dallas <laughs> right <laughs> what kind of waiting right. rooms you've been going to just the waiting rooms to see professionals. where you're getting your uh, uh socially contracted diseases uh-huh. taken well, care of uh, okay I was gonna say I don't get the right. contracted diseases there but sure okay still burning places that you know offer help <laughs> <laughs> okay anonymously right, I got you uh so some interesting interesting questions could be uh asked and answered today, I, I hope, because if anybody can shed any light before the police release all the things they know that they're not telling us now or the FBI, uh, it'd be this guy. Right. Don't you think? Yes. And uh, one thing that what makes it so weird is that when you think news, you think Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, wait. No, you don't. That's what makes it so weird, right? Is yes. like I'm glad. I'm good for her. Yeah. I got no problem with Ellen getting the interview. Well, if but you had a chance strange. to interview the guy, you're going to you, take it. You're, sure. Absolutely. I don't so care why if it's does your he, normal stuff or maybe, not. You know, that's, and that's it, right? Maybe yeah. the wife. Maybe his wife is a big Ellen fan. Maybe his mother is a big Ellen fan. Something. You know, so why he said, well, you know, I'll mm-hmm. talk to Ellen. Mm-hmm. If I talk to anybody, I don't want to talk to you guys. I'll talk to Ellen. Mm-hmm. And Ellen says, okay. I would. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, in a heartbeat. I mean, this is this interview should have gone to Megan, to be honest. If I'm if I'm Megan Kelly, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I'm pissed at her at my producers Definitely. for not going out and trying to get this guy. But is Ellen's show in Vegas? Or no, is she in there. Los Angeles? But it's out there. Yeah, it's yeah. In, it, okay. I mean, it's out. Because that would have made sense. If it's in town then uh yeah but i mean going between what la and vegas is yeah it's not, not that far much, right so yeah yeah uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three right and ellen may have you know obviously we'll hopefully we'll find out but i mean ellen might have crossed this guy's path in vegas and was nice to him so he said if, if i ever have to do an interview i'm doing it with her maybe i mean you just don't know maybe yeah, but uh, tomorrow, hopefully, we'll have some of those yes. answers, and we'll find out. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Linnell in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. It's hey. great to talk to you. I, I love you guys. You I uh, Thank listen you. to you on uh, iHeartRadio. I'm an eighteen wheeler, a new driver. Uh huh. Nice. Bless so. you for that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, actually, spent some time in uh, Houston in your. Love City uh, bringing supplies in after the hurricane. So oh, that's great. Awesome. Bless you. That's oh, great. That's fantastic. Um, so I wanted to uh, talk about the, the whole sexual harassment uh, workplace thing. And yeah. um, back, back in my younger hot days in my 20s, I was a UPS driver, and there weren't very many of us. There was probably out of uh, 40, 45 drivers, I think, Five of us were women, so yeah. we were kind of a novelty. I mean, there's more now, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more now. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just the more of, it was just flirting. I mean, we had fun. We, you know, mm-hmm. um, there were, if you're offended by everything that people say, you're going to have a really horrible life. I, I yes. know, but, but, That's I'll t- for sure. but I agree with you. 110%. But so many yeah. workplaces now, that type of workplace can't be had. Because I, one person... If one person if complains... If one person says something yeah. anonymously, 
to yeah. to uh, to your to your HR department or to a manager mm-hmm. in, in the business, yep. then every then all, all of that, up. yeah. So that type yeah. of workplace is very difficult to find in today's world. But you guys didn't have any problem with it. I didn't. I mean, we like I said, we were young. We were in our 20s. The older, mature drivers, which is what I would be considered now, um, <laughs> called all of us singles. We all lived in the same apartment complex on, on a lake. They called it Sin City. Right. And, you know, yeah. we, were, we were young and partying and having a good time. And But I know what you're talking about, uh, Jeffy, because uh, when I worked at... Um, uh, another uh, facility. It wasn't even a predominantly male environment, but there was a uh, department head who was the nicest, kindest, most gentle guy ever. Happily married, super sweet, but he would come up and he'd rub your shoulders. He oh boy! Meet, he meant nothing by it. Right? Nothing. Yeah. 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 Right. And There's a lot of those kinds of, that, of old school people who are just—they're touchy people. And they yeah, don't they don't mean anything weird by it. They don't mean anything weird and we talked about some of the other women how we were afraid for him because there was going to be that one person right who mm-hmm. was going to And the whole thing and when that happens it's over. Yeah. When it happens and it's, it's over. over. And, and not only is that person fired, but I mean the whole uh, the whole place and the whole composition of the personality of the business is changed completely. Yeah, did that ever happen yes. to him, or or was he okay? No, it, it, as far as I know, it didn't. And I just, I just loved him. He is such a sweet man. And um, and plus, who doesn't like really shoulder great. rubs? Yeah, who right? doesn't like a shoulder rub? Thank you. I can use one right now. <laughs> driving around thank, in thank, amen, amen. But I love working with men. I always have. Um, and, uh, you know, I could dish it out as well, and, and I could take it, and people yeah. just need to chill. To out. lighten Not up. Everything needs to be in. Yeah. Yes. fun, yes. for crying out loud. So, yeah. love you guys. Jeff, Appreciate you, it. Thanks, Lynette. Thank you way too much. You're such a sweetheart. Oh, I love you too. But are you, if you're driving, uh, I can't believe you unless I hear the horn. So. Oh, okay. Ready? Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank nice. you. Thank Thanks, you. Linnell. Appreciate it. I give Jeffy back rubs all the time. Oh, well, shoulder, shoulder rubs. Shoulder rubs. Shoulder rubs. Not, I mean, I'm willing to here. accept the back right. rub. But no, no, no. Let's, let's be specific here. It's the shoulder rubs. I think this is a little more information no, than I'm Keith just saying comfortable. I'm just saying, do you feel like I'm harassing you when I'm touching you? Not at all. Thank you. <laughs> what? That's a true right. story. Thank you. He likes him. That's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety. That's always against me. Give him a shoulder rub. Tomorrow... I, I would say for sure uh, we're going to have a ton of audio for you on this uh, Ellen DeGeneres interview. Plus, uh, we have this Anthony Weiner story. Yeah. He's going to jail. Mm-hmm. And, a couple uh, weeks from now, he has to report. couple weeks from now, so that should be interesting. Got some, got some uh, interesting insight into that. And we might delve in a little deeper to this uh, drag queen with the demon horns reading to children at libraries. Have to find out what they were reading. I, yeah, I want to find out what cow. they're reading, and I want to get to the bottom of why this is happening. Why are they doing this? Uh, that's all coming up tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Jeff, you ready for your uh, shoulder rub now? Right here, baby. All right. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.